everybody, and welcome to Heads Must Roll, a D&D actual play podcast set in a world of tyranny, corruption, revenge, and vigilante justice. Each of our heroes has had a life-altering brush with corruption in their past. Because of their troubled paths, our heroes were approached by a stranger who invited them to join an underground secret society of vigilante outcasts. The goal of the secret society is to expose and disrupt tyranny and corruption in the government. These are their adventures. I wish I could, like, try to keep up that voice throughout the whole thing, but it's just... Trying is just so hard. Cool. Well, everybody, welcome back. We are here to play Dungeons & Dragons, so that is what we will do. You, you didn't like that one, Devin? Is that... No, since when? That's not what I signed up for. <laughs> I thought we were talking about our stocks, our investment portfolios. That's right, real estate. thought we were talking about some real exciting shit. <laughs> we're going to talk about crypto today, right? Yeah, today is Dogecoin. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, <laughs> this is going to air, and it's going to be like Dogecoin. It's going to be the Skynet of the world. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to just like shoot Terminators at us. If all goes according to plan, this will be mid-December. So make mid-December jokes. Yeah, right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. We're all complaining about how fucking blustery hot it is in I our know. like apartments right. and stuff. Man, I can't believe it's 112 right now. I mean, burr. I can't wait to <laughs> give <laughs> my family <laughs> presents later this month. Should I get I a sweater know. on and then burst into flames? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> just melt. Depending on the fiber, you might melt. Like a snowman. Topical. <laughs> Shut the hell up. No, we're recording this midsummer and it's hot as fuck in most of our apartment fucking on fire dude well that's that's the world we're working toward anyway um let's go real quick and just introduce our characters a little blip of an introduction starting with uh aaron hello i'm aaron um i'm returning as delana Greydark, half elf rogue level what are we level three level three think so yes yeah. i hope so that's what i've we're big got. boys now yes we are big boys and gals and she used to be Part of a sex cult situation. One of the bad ones. She has moved on. She's in the branded hands and, and looking to, to fight injustices in the world. Yo. Wicked. Wicked. Totally cool. Next we have Devin. I am Devin. Uh, I play the human monk Daniel Sunway. And uh, in the hunt for revenge against his uh, wronged sensei. And that's it. Awesome. And Sam? I'm Sam playing Eli or Hexplay, who has now learned that he has more interesting tricks up his sleeves. Did anyone and like darkness? Sandy Hazel Just like casting darkness? No. <laughs> oh. darkness. Oh. No. No. We can't okay. afford that special effects budget. No. Dang it. That's coming out of your pocket, Sam. <laughs> Moving on. All right, and I am Jake. I am playing Ingus. He is a halfling bard who is an aspiring clown with anger issues, and it seems like he... Is going down a darker tunnel each and every episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, and finally, Kurt. I'm Kurt. I'm playing Riven Larinus. He uh, came from wealth and comfort and realized a lot of the people that he was hanging around with were kind of dicks. So now he's trying to fight crime and pretty much sums up Riven so yep. far. <laughs> he is anti-dick. Anti-dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's so against dick, he wouldn't believe. <laughs> Brought to you by feminism. Right, I was going to say you're going to jeopardize our Pfizer. Oh. There goes our sponsorship. <laughs> Pfizer. Burger we'll take King. whatever. That's yeah, I, I can be pro-dick. McDonald's, please give us, please get to us. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Big Mac for free for once in my life. We will drop Burger King. Oh, I will not drop Burger King. You shut your fucking mouth. We'll start by being sponsored by Burger King and McDonald's. We'll get everyone, we'll get everyone's With cholesterol way up and then... 
Hell yeah. Will be sponsored by Pfizer, who uh-huh. offers the, the the medication to lower their cholesterol. Today's anti-corruption brought to you by Lipitor. <laughs> Stay tuned for those Bitcoin assassins killing each one of us subsequently <laughs> in this call. Uh, there's a drone out my window. What's going on? <laughs> so we will uh, actually play a game. Eventually. In order to do so, I'm going to hand it over to our DM for today. All right. Eric. Sweet. Hey, I'm Eric. I'm DMing tonight. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hi. We're about to get going. I'm real excited for this one. Ooh. We're all locked and loaded. Let's roll. So real quick, where we last left our heroes, where I think we left off. So when we last left our heroes, they were investigating why a charitable healing temple had suddenly begun charging exorbitant fees for what used to be free. Seeking answers and hunting for the leader of the temple, the crew tried to gain entry in a few different ways. When options ran out, violence erupted on the steps of the temple, and with the guards subdued, our heroes finally made it inside. They now search for the mysterious head of the temple, Father Solomon. And with that, we'll come back to where we left off, where everybody had gotten into the Temple of Mercy. Now, before I know, there had been a huge gob of darkness cast by Eli kind of around the door before us. Now, Eli, have you dispelled said darkness, or is there still a giant blob of dark obscuring the door? How much time has elapsed at this point? I think it only lasts for like 10 minutes. Maybe 30 seconds. I mean, every round is six seconds, and I want to say we did like a probably a max of like four or five rounds. So it's been maybe half a minute. Well, it, it is definitely still here. Okay. Did you cast it on your sword? I think it was on the sword. Oh, even better. Okay. Super convenient. Uh, in that case, I'm going to chuck my sword at the opposite end of the wall. I, I imagine we walked into like a sanctuary, right? Yep, so it's like a really big temple, and pretty much right now there's just like a big hallway with like different columns and statues kind of lining the sides, and it goes kind of straight down. And down at the end of the hallway, through another set of doors, you can see uh, Delana and Riven down at the end, because they kind of sprinted ahead. So I'm going to, somewhere between them and us, I'm just going to chuck my sword. It's just going to be darkness in that spot. Yep, so there's some different, you can see like it's lined with these kind of statues of what look like angels. And so you can just kind of chuck it and throw it at one of these statues, which would be a place where you could stick it. Sounds great. Would you like to, I know on our mini-map, would you like to ping? Oh, like actually choose one? Yep, there's got four on each side. It's a short sword. How far can a short sword be thrown? How strong are you? I'm actually not that strong. I'll give you a, I think it's 10 feet. It's not much with something that's not supposed to be thrown. So that's the range, but that's how far you can throw it while being accurate. You can probably throw it further than that if you're just hucking it. I mean, I would say 20 would probably be the match, the sword that's really not meant to be thrown without it just like going ping off like the side. I'll just throw it far enough so we get outside the circle, you know, or at least get my friends out of the circle. Okay. So, like, on the second set of these, like, angel statues that line the hallway down, you kind of chuck your sword at it with two hands, and it just kind of goes, tink, and sticks into the side. Pretty cool, right, guys? That's pretty cool. Also, I have a spell, the um, Cloud of Daggers, that I cast at the end of the last episode, so it lasts up to a minute, so I don't know how much time has elapsed. It, honestly, it's been maybe 30 seconds, and I think you need to maintain concentration on that, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah, so you can release that at any time if you want to, if it, if it is concentration. Am I allowed to move and concentrate? 
Yep, you just can't cop. You just can't do another concentration spell. Or usually, like another spell. Period. Right. No, you can do another spell, but just not another That's one you have to concentrate down. on. You just can't have like two concentration ones going at the same time. Nice. After you threw your sword, Eli, are, are you heading toward the other folks at the end of the lobby? What is a church lobby well, called? Well, so Eli will a... just turn to, um, who's with me right now? I think it's just you, Ingus, and Daniel, right? Yep, you guys are at the towards the entrance. So I'll probably just let him know, hey, pretty cool. I got this darkness spell, but I don't think you guys could see in it. So maybe you guys want to go ahead and I will follow and uh, just cover our tracks. Yeah, totally. Um, well, this is my first time inside of the Mercy's Temple, the Temple of Mercy, so I'm kind of looking around and taking it all in. You don't see uh, Ribbon and Delana down there? Well, we're kind of on the other side of that giant ball of darkness. Oh, my bad. So does that ball of darkness encompass the entire lobby or? It would be, it would reach all the way across the hallway, just about to the, cause it's a 20 foot radius, right? Yep. So that's most of the hallway. I think it's a 15 foot radius. It's pretty big. So it would reach across most of the hallway just before the other side, like the statue that's on the other side of the hallway. And then you can also dispel that, uh, Eli. So it, that's also a concentration one. So if you don't want it to be there, you can just. No, I definitely wanted to be there. This is okay. by far the coolest thing that's happened to me. And <laughs> I can only do this twice a day. Like, why would I? Why would I waste this? <laughs> this is my darkness. These bad guys think they're all cool because they use the shadow of night. Well, I'm the darkness. I am darkness now. <laughs> You're born into it. If I look down, even with that little blob of darkness there, can I see Delana and uh, Riven at the end of the hallway? Like, is there a sightline where I can see them? No, not anymore. Okay. Well, then I'm nope, just. Nope. So gonna... you have to go like around like the back of one of the statues to like get around the orb of darkness. It's concealing most of like the. Opening like fifteen hallway. feet tall as well, I assume. Yeah, it's a big. So it almost it almost like reaches up towards like the vaulted ceiling as well. All right, so then I will actually go ahead and grab the sword and move it further to the side, and <laughs> uh, hopefully they can find their way. Okay, so you come up to the statue and you're able to pull it out of the statue. Are you going to keep it with you, or is there another place you'd like to stick the darkness? Sword? If I were to sheathe the sword, I guess does this work like light? No. <laughs> no, okay. That'd be kind of cool if it did. That would be neat. I would like that, but I don't think come it works Come on, that way. DM, come on. <laughs> it's not the Lord of the Rings sword. <laughs> Here's my other question, because I think I can, because this being a very magical sword, I think I can actually send it to a different plane. What happens to the spell at that point? Well, it goes with the sword. You're never going to get the sword back. Don't fucking do that. This is Devin speaking to Sam. Please don't do that. <laughs> I can summon it back. That's the whole point. Uh, that terrifies me. This thing came from a different plane. It's fine. It's your sword. You're going to attract the Demogorgon or something. Eli's just very <laughs> worried about not getting a full 10 minutes out of this sword of darkness here. <laughs> 10 minutes is so long. I want to make sure I get my money's worth. Look, we had a long night. I didn't get a chance to play around with this. I have no idea how this works. I'm just... <laughs> this was Lady Ivana's idea. I just... Of course it was. Whatever. Just go down to the end of the hall and I will I will follow. Now that the light is off, or the darkness is off to the side, and I can see Riven and Delana, I will start toward them. Oh, you see Riven, because Delana is disguised <laughs> magically as a nurse or whatever, right? Did we know what she looked like? We saw that happen before. Because I, 
I did it before we our left. Our communication skills have fallen apart. Right. I did it before we left the tavern. I had just been punched in the face, so I'm a little hazy about the details. So I see I see Riven standing next to a nurse, but in that case, I will start heading toward them. And I'll turn back to Daniel and be like, shit's getting real, son. I'm following. You, I, you didn't even need to turn. When you turn back, I'm right there behind you. I was already there. I'm like, yeah, it sure is. And so you guys make your way down to the end of the hallway. And along, like, the sides of the hallway, you can see that most of the doors on the sides are shut. And you hear the little clinking of keys on the backside. <laughs> is there locking the doors? And you open little muffled voices. Like, I hope no one comes in and kills us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, from the inside of the temple, I mean, the people on the stairs definitely know that we caused a commotion, but, like, how much panic has spread inside of the hallway here like how off of a day does this seem for them so this is an extremely off day um <laughs> first obviously there was the commotion that was outside on the on the steps which they could hear and so they were kind of wondering what the heck's going on and then the giant orb of darkness ate the door so i pretty much when that happened every, all these people started freaking out yeah. because yeah they're not that's not an everyday occurrence here between one and cataclysmic how how far have we made it here <laughs> apocalyptic like pretty fucked i mean yeah this temple this is a stressful situation so if we were to kill their father that's fine no that don't worry about that that's the plan so don't worry about that he's already hiding anyway like he doesn't care about them yeah 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 he's not around they probably barely talked to him I heard a rumor or two that's that they don't like him anyways well just tell me he went to the store for cigarettes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and exactly meanwhile down at the other end of the temple with Delana and riven one of the nuns comes out of the side room and approaches Delon and comes up and grab and grabs her arm ah. and goes, "Sister, get away from this brute!" No, no, sorry. I just have a weird thing about like people touching me. Please don't touch me. It's kind of a workplace thing. <laughs> I know I'm new here, but like I need to set boundaries. Please don't touch me. You can just say your words. Just use your words, ma'am. Wow. <laughs> kind of taken aback, she re she releases your forearm quickly. And she goes, oh, man. come, they're they're gonna they're gonna kill everyone. They promised they wouldn't. No, 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 no. I, I'm actually like, I'm looking for Father Solomon. I have this like really big news and like, it's kind of important. I get to him, it's like life or death, like for this <laughs> establishment as well as like him, I need to get there like ASAP. If you could help me, like, you know, I, I can handle myself. I can, I'm a tough brute. I'm a tough lady. He's been in the crypt since last night. He hasn't returned yet, but when he does, he's gonna teach all these brutes a lesson. For sure, for sure. But like, I need to like get to him. I need, <laughs> like, I have news to deliver to him. It's it's like gonna get, affect everything, really. I know I'm new here, but like, come on. He's in the crypt, but it's forbidden, except others, for those that like he gives permission to. We're not- He gave me yet. permission, but I just like, I forgot where it was. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me. Roll a deception on that one. All right. He gave me permission. Oh, net 20, yo. <laughs> net, oh, okay, you got the VIP pass. You have so much permission. That nurse is gonna like pick you up and carry you to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forever now, she can work, she can weasel her way into any crypt, known to man. And so she looks back and, she, and, her, and her eyes kind of open up like, whoa, you were given permission? Like, yeah. she's like, oh, well, he, he would be he would be down there. That's where he said he was going. He just didn't come back like he normally does. 
Which direction? I'm sorry, which direction again? I'm like a little discombobulated. It's it's out it's out the it's out the back in the courtyard. Alright, oh, thanks. You you go you go hide, like like obviously it's not safe. I got it from here. Thank you. Alright, be careful, sister. And she kind of scurries back into the she's Screws back and then knocks on the door, and then she, the door opens up a little bit, and she kind of sneaks inside, and the door closes, and you can hear a little key squeak locked again. Man, you don't even need the lying needle. You got this. She's a courtesan. They're known mm-hmm. to lie. Exactly. I learned a lot reading all those books and stuff. That they had in the whorehouse, yeah. Right. What else were we going to do? Other than whoring, but... Other than whoring. <laughs> I felt like that that would take up most of your time. Uh, but, yeah, you but know, they have I don't to work too, so obviously, like in the downtime, I'm <laughs> right. Like they still pay. It's still like union operated. You know, like you can't work more than forty hours For sure, a week. Sure, we get fifteen minute breaks. Absolutely. <laughs> God, tell the Johns I gotta take a lunch. Union rules. <laughs> yeah, that's a very nice whorehouse you worked at. That's pretty solid. Uh, no, there was no union. It was a cult, and I was forced to do everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Okay. Let's go kill Father Solomon. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna motion over to Riven. Like, hey, Riven, let's like I don't know if we need to wait for the other folks, but like let's let's get out of here before anyone else like suspects us. You know, let's go to the. <laughs> I'm gonna say we should wait for them and see if it comes out as a lie and i really don't think we should wait for them or in the span of their conversation has uh ingus and daniel shown up already because we were moseying our way up to them yeah so you guys are mosey okay. you're like yeah no we're up. totally here dudes oh okay cool never mind i wasn't gonna leave you out <laughs> I, <wouldn't do> that. <laughs> I know where riven and delana were they had gone from the hallway into a, a back room right yeah so there's another kind of like arched doorway at the end that had that had like the doors open and so they've gone through that entryway into like another room uh, that has like a kind of like a fountain in the middle. As you guys enter like kind of like this back room with, it's got like a fountain with a couple like statues of soldiers on the sides and you can see kind of Mm. uh, an open doorway that leads out into what looks like would be like the courtyard that the other uh, nun was talking about. Cool, let's head there. I want to get inside of that back room, and then I also want to, like, look at the door and see what kind of locking mechanism it has on it. Or if it does lock, or what kind of door is it? So are you talking about the one that uh, the nun kind of escaped into? No, no, the one that leads from this main hallway into this back room. Yeah, so you can see that this one would have, it would have a locking mechanism on it. Very, very, like, tall like arched doors, wooden doors at the top that have kind of like a knob and then also a keyhole. Well, I want to shut them for sure because my dagger thing is going to wear off any second here. So um, I'm going to shut those doors and then see if they have a lock. And if they have a lock that I can control, I'm going to lock it. Okay. So you're able to close both these kind of heavy wooden doors and they kind of slam both together. Unless, as long as, uh, or did Eli and Daniel decide to come in I was going to say, can I yet? interject? I don't think all <laughs> yeah. of us are in the room You guys yet. barred the front door. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, well then, never mind. I don't care about this door. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this door's fine. If they break through one door, I mean, they're allowed to open the second door. That's just, that's standard protocol. I will at least close the door behind Daniel and Eli when they get in here. Sweet. Daniel goes inside. He's at Angus's back. So Angus, wherever you go, Daniel is right behind you. 
And so, Eli, our walking orb of darkness, are you just kind of like making yeah, your way? I'll, just, I'll catch up when down know. the hallway. Okay. So if you get too close to everyone, it's going to be very hard for everyone else. Well, they'll just have to keep moving. Okay. Keeping your distance, not to blind your fellow party members. I would say dispel it, but I'm also biased. I, I would say they should just keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let this 10 minutes run right out. It's going to be great. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's, it's out this back door, you guys. I paid for this. <laughs> I want my money. We, we see the darkness coming and we just keep inching away. So really, Ingus, or sorry, Eli may be in the back, but he is truly leading us. So we got to just go. Yeah, we stay on the front edge of the darkness. This is like those old Sega Genesis games. He's like an encroaching wildfire. And then no one's going to see this, but I'm going to go ahead and lock the door. Okay, that Eli, our orb of darkness, locks the door. So I'll just, I'll be behind, be behind Riven wherever he goes. Okay. So Delana is the first one out the very back door that leads kind of into the back courtroom. And so Delana, as you kind of open these double doors out, there's a couple like stone steps that go down. And it's kind of like an open lawn and garden in the back that's mm -hmm. walled off by like these really, really like high like hedges or these really high bushes. And you can see there's like some trees, then like a couple like graves in the back. Then also this like really narrow, but somewhat tall stone building in like the back corner. And you can see that there's these two guys that are hobbling towards you. You can see one guy is like kind of carrying over his shoulder, helping walk this other guy that seems to be like holding his forearm. And he sees you, you can see that they're in like purple and yellow robes like much like the rest of the order has. And he sees you and he goes, sister, help. Of course, well, uh, what, do you, what do you need help with? I'm sorry, it's my first day, I'm really nervous. <laughs> this this man, he's wounded, he's been bitten. Bitten? Uh. He motions down the, like, walk, he like brings the area closer to you and he holds out his forearm and you can see that he's got this human, what looks like bite wound in his forearm, but it's not so much bleeding as it is kind of dripping this like black fluid. And you can see that like the veins in his arm are colored black and then moving slowly up towards his, up his arm. Oh my God. Can Jelana barf? Can she barf on him? Um, <laughs> on she him. really wants to, <laughs> barfing on command. Yeah, I mean, I'm, maybe if I can do like a sleight of hand, like fingered on my throat, you know? That's how you cleanse wounds. If you feel like that Delana would throw up in that situation, then she would throw up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but maybe, I mean, maybe I could sleight of hand it. Like, she's looking for a way out of this situation, and I think pulling uh, okay. up maybe is... It's a good idea. That's some sort of, like, constitution check to, like, force your stomach muscles to bark. Or if I could, like, secretly put my finger down my throat or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. you cover your mouth and you gasp, but you actually, like, sneak <laughs> your finger down to the back of your throat. <laughs> Wait, is there... So do you want to make it look like you're basically gagging and throwing up? Because I, I would you don't like want to, to deal with it? force my body to actually throw up. But like, I don't want them to see that I'm like faking it, you know? After the sex cult, she has very great <laughs> control over her gag reflexes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I would normally say sleight of hand, but oh, man. I kind of want to say performance. No, that's... Uh, constitution wouldn't work. I, guess, it, I feel like it would work just fine, yeah. I mean, it, well, let's go with the constitution to force yourself to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Uh, that's a flat nine. <laughs> oh, a fat nine. Yeah. It's, so you get a little, you get a little nauseous, but you just kind of just dry heave a little uh, bit. Uh, so it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, this is way too real for me. Oh. 
This is my first day. You can see the guy that's like holding the wounded guy is kind of disappointed that you're gagging at this. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought I was like cut out for this. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Oh, uh, I got to keep going. I got to get into the bushes. Uh, have the rest of us moved in? Yeah. And so she moved out of the way. So it's just. I was going to say, yeah, Riven, you'd be up next. And the guy that's like carrying this like somewhat smaller guy with the with the bite in his arm uh, looks at you. You, Riven, looks at, obviously, your uh, Children of Chaos kind of get up. Because do you have the black or the blue cloak on as well? Yeah. And he kind of looks at you, looks down, and goes, please get out of the way. This man needs help. <laughs> I'll step aside. <laughs> and he kind of, like, hobbles him back in, or back kind of into that back room. Yeah, as soon as Daniel sees the the guy with the fucking oozing black shit coming out of his arm, he throws mm-hmm. up immediately off the floor in front of him. <laughs> what the? Dude, what is that? That's gnarly, dude. Oh, man. But then he starts eating the bread in his inventory to fill, to fill the void. He's like, that's fucked up. And then munches bread. You should offer the guy some. Yeah, with a mouthful. Here you go, dude. You're hungry? Maybe it'll help. Fix you right up. Um, yeah, dude. I, it's just going to sit in my pocket unless you eat it. Is our is our scope of this uh, back garden increased at all? No. <laughs> nice. And so the guy that has the bite on his arm is mostly just kind of like mumbling mumbling to himself. Um, It looks like he's kind of already gone feverish in in between like kind of indiscernible words you can hear him just say like solomon monsters what have you done don't worry dude we're here to kill solomon (laughs) is what daniel says to that guy and you can see the guy's like eyes are kind of like rolling into like the back of his head as like the black veins even just like in the last few seconds you can see him crept up ever so closer up his arm okay i i know what to do there's there's a fountain back there we need to get him in the fountain Trust me, I'm a nurse. Oh. I know what's going on. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm going to pull my sword out and go, let's chop the arm off. Oh, that will also works. I say we let whatever happen. Let's let the nurses take care of her. Let's just keep, we'll, we'll keep going and ignore the whole situation. Yeah, it's fine. There's like a building full of nurses. They'll figure it out. Yeah, that sounds fair. And then some guy is carrying darkness with him. As he has a sword out. <laughs> you can't see me, but I agree. It's like an antimatter torch. Has the weirdness of like what went on out front hit the people that are in the garden area and stuff? So that's the that's the only guy that was back in the garden is the guy that was hauling off um the guy that was bit. And as like the other guy that's like hauling in the smaller bitten feverish guy, he goes, Finn came out of the out of the crypt just now. I'm not sure what the hell's going on down there. I don't know. There's some weird shit going around here too. But we should we need need to get him in the fountain. Trust me, get him in the fountain. You know the nurses will take it from there. I'm a little new and I need to have like a nausea break. But and the larger man goes, get him in the fountain. Yeah. That's not what's gonna save him. We gotta we gotta get him to the angel. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean like second, like fountain first, and then that obviously. You gotta disinfect and then let the angel take its course. You know. Right. Um, can I really quick do like a perception check? Does this, the guy with the black veins and stuff, does he seem like a young, physically well-built person with like shabby homeless people clothes? Yeah, so you can see that he's wearing like purple and yellow robes, Mm. but you can see that they're 
that they've gone through a lot of distress. Like the parts that are like scraping up against the ground are totally like ratty and covered in dirt. And you can see there's also like little like bits of like blood and like dirt stains all over it. So he's gone through some shit. Whereas the larger guy is totally clean. But they're both in the same robes. Okay. Yeah. They're both like church guards. Right. Oh, am I close enough to Delana to be able to like grab her hand? Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna use our little like special branded hand telepathic. Oh yeah. Connection to grab her hand and be like, this guy looks like he's got the zombie sickness. If we work with him, he can lead us to Solomon and their operations. Okay. I I single back. How should we do that when he's got the sick guy on his hands, you know? Well, just, you know. Or we could follow him to the angel and find out how to cure it because we're definitely getting bit later. Let's go to, I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. Cause I mean, she's in disguise. I think she's going to play along with that. It's lasting for an hour anyway, like, and doesn't want to blow her cover yet. I'm going to probably follow okay. him to the angel, I guess. So I'm going to step back in where these guys are and the guys kind of helping him along and take the other arm and put it over my shoulder and just say, hurry up, lead the way. So wait, say it again. So you're going to take the, I'm going to go back inside where the one guard was helping the sick guard. I'm going to take the sick guy's arm and put it over my shoulder and say, we need to hurry up. Lead the way. Okay. Riven, you're disguised as a children of chaos, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're wearing a long cape? Yes. Do you think if I climbed up you and like clung to your back and hid under your cape, I could like just go with you and no one would know that there's a clown attached to you? <laughs> a distinct possibility. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very conspicuous right now, but I want to like go. You mean like Yoda style? Yeah. So you're gonna wrap up in the cape? Yeah, I want to like try and like hide in the cape and go with Riven where he's going. Stealth chair. This is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, just I'm like a, I'm just a random clown. Everyone else seems to like relatively fit in with their like disguises <laughs> and shit. But like everyone's just gonna be like, why the hell is there's a clown with you? You're also a very bloody clown. Yeah, a very bruised and battered clown. So it's a stealth check. Yeah. Uh, I've been I rolled so poorly last time, but hopefully, oh, a nineteen plus two. Okay, nice. So the cloak is billowing enough for you to easily kind of slip in in between the folds, and so it's very inconspicuous and quite roomy. And to Riven, I'm gonna whisper, like, I'm just riding along. Take me with you, man. <laughs> okay. Because I didn't explain what I was doing to you before I did it. I'm not going to respond because I can only lie. All right. So I'm now attached to Riven and going with him wherever he goes. Ingus, how did you, did you climb up on his back under the cloak? Yeah. So the like, whatever cape is like flowing down his Uh back or cloak. Yeah. I just like go, yep. Climbed up underneath it. And now I'm just sort of like, maybe my hands are on his shoulders and I'm just like clinging up against his back. Okay. Caressing them. (laughs) <laughs> By the time the night's done. <laughs> it looks like he's a children of chaos with a little hunch on his back. Or like a backpack. Yeah, a backpack under the cloak. Don't you be tickling now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no tickling. I need to stay stealthy. And so the one, the healthy uh, brother, kind of Riven, he gives kind of you like a strange eye. He did not expect you to help out. And without saying anything, he leads you towards uh, a door to one of the sides of the room. And he opens it up, and inside the, it's the walls you can see are filled with stained and painted glass. And there's this enormous statue of an angel that looks like it's on it, that's kneeling and has like its head in its hands, 
under like where its face is, there's this like big basin that's filled with water. Daniel takes Riven's place at like the front, at the entrance of that door, I guess, that opens into that garden, that back garden, and he stands there. I just wanted to, I, I did it on the map, but I wanted to let the kids at home know. And he's just going to stand there. And then the guard and Riven, the cleric kind of shuffles the wounded man kind of towards the kind of the basin of water that's under this kind of like weeping angel statue. And he motions over to Riven. He says, lay him down next to the basin. And I will lay him down next to the basin. And so he lays the man down. And you can see that the wounded man's body is kind of starting to convulse a little bit as the black tendrils grow ever closer to his chest. I'm going to say, what the hell happened? The healthy man looks over at you and he goes, I don't know. I just, I just saw him come out of the crypt and he just started stumbling towards me and then collapsed. He was saying something about Solomon and just complete gibberish. I don't know what the hell's going on down there. <laughs> I'm going to say, we should probably save him, which is perfect because it's a lie because I don't want to save him at all. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over at the man and he kind of like, he looks at you, Riven, and he... I think Delana, you're in the room too. He kind of looks around at everyone and he goes, we can't save him. All we can do is, well, we we might be able to, but if we save him, we might doom someone else. Hmm. Oh. We have to find, I, I don't know what the sickness is. I've never seen it before, but I don't know if anyone would be willing to take it. Oh, I see. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, mercy's burden. Oh yeah. They all yeah. have to take the sickness of someone else. I'm going to say, well, I don't want to kill him. <laughs> Riven, what a lie. <laughs> Is he pretty bad off at this point? Or, I mean, are we just going to be in the, his misery? The black kind of tendrils are going like up towards his arm. And the, the larger brother looks at it and goes, I, he goes, I don't know what this is, but we got that, that black stuff. There's no way that's good. We can't let that hit his heart. We got to take out his arm. <laughs> and I'm going to draw my sword. I'm going to say, <laughs> hold his arm out. And he kind of like pulls and he like tenderly takes like the guy's hand, trying to like stay away from where like the bite is that is oozing more and more of this kind of black goo out of the bite marks. And he pulls it out and he kind of whispers down. He goes, he goes, I'm sorry, brother. You'll be okay. As he kind of like motions to you, Riven, and kind of like nods. All right, I'm going to one fell swoop, try and take his arm off at the shoulder, just below the shoulder. <laughs> Rolling that one. Rolling <laughs> D20. No, this is easy. This is not, this isn't hard. I won't have you roll for damage because this is, he's just sitting there. That's an eight plus. Okay. Two, two, ten total. So you're able to get it like right on the joint. You can see the brother just kind of like pulls a little bit and the arm is successfully severed. He pulls like the diseased arm off. He throws it off to the side of the room as the feverish man just kind of like rides and Screams down on the floor. Yeah. And the other brother quickly tries to, like, bandage it up with some gauze that he's got in his back pockets. Yuck. And we're just going to leave the arm there? Someone else cleans that up, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's for the janitors. That's for the porters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So now he's, he's stabilized. So it looks like the convulsing is starting to die down a little bit. Cool. My work's done here. Yeah, I'm going to say, nurse, lead me to Solomon. You got it, buddy boy. Back on track. Sorry about the <laughs> the detour there, but, you know, I got to do my job. <laughs> Riven, out of the corner of your eye where you threw the arm, you can see that it's slowly crawling towards and, like, right behind the guy that threw it off. 
Yeah. So like the larger guard, he so he doesn't see it, but right before you're about to leave, you can see it scratching or clawing Let's get along the, fuck the ground out, Ribbon. towards him. Yes. <laughs> Let's leave this bitch. <laughs> As I walk out the door, I'm gonna go. What the hell is that? Oh my god, I'm getting out of here. This is a hard day. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst first day of my life. And then I'm gonna close the door behind me. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> does this door lock? Can I lock it? No, I don't think you have the key. It does lock, but probably not from your side. There's still one of the one of the brothers of the order in there. Uh, are there handles on it? You could like stick a like piece of wood or some shit. You're gonna lock him in there with a zombifying body. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So I thought that it was a guard that helped a brother. No, so this was this was another brother that was like tending to the gardens outside that saw this guy come out of the crypt and so he was helping him into the temple. So no, this would be like one of the charitable guys. All right, never mind. I'm gonna try and help. Uh, I'm gonna draw my sword and go try and stab the arm that's crawling towards him. Oh, so nice. I would have bailed. I'm a bail bitch. <laughs> and for what it's worth, I will remain clinging to Riven's back. So helpful. Okay, roll to stab arm. Nice. That's a seven. Plus two. Wait, no, I can't. No, never mind. That, that plus two is for damage. It's seven plus four is eleven. Okay, and you were just able to kind of stab down through the arm. So roll for damage. Four damage. As you stab down through the arm, the arm kind of like flails up in pain and then collapses. <laughs> as it slowly turns more and more kind of blackish green, but it has stopped moving. As more kind of black fluid leaks out of the wound. I'm gonna look to the the brother who is tending to the fallen guard and just mouth what <laughs> what was yeah that was really good for effect for the podcast audience oh discord filtered it out i'm just like, what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and you can see like the other brother just like his eyes are just like totally wide as he looks at and he saw what was happening and he's he's absolutely speechless I'm gonna say, do you owe me a life debt now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Chewbacca? <laughs> There's still an armless man writhing on the floor, and you're like, do you owe me? <laughs> yeah. Seems like a rich person thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I own you, right? And he looks at you and he goes, thank you. Some of you are okay. And he kind of keeps his head down. Oh. He goes, but we have to get this man some help. Hopefully he's, he'll be all right. He goes, Please make sure the crypt stays locked. I don't know what's going on down there, but we can't have any more like him coming out. So it wouldn't be a good idea if I kicked the door down and ran in there? Why would you do that? Definitely not to kill Solomon. <laughs> Solomon's a very capable man. I'm sure he'll he'll solve whatever is going on down there. I'm not... I don't have no idea what's going on. What is this? <laughs> You've confused this man. My lines of loyalty are being, right. like, fogged over. I, can't, I don't understand which way is up anymore. He goes, go down there if you're brave enough to. You and your companions and the rest of your Children of Chaos members can go down there and solve whatever's monsters are down there now. That's what you're here to do, right? Protect the city? What 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 is what was that? There was a hand and I chopped it off and then it crawled at me and I stabbed it and I didn't expect that and I'm having a really rough day now. <laughs> now suddenly And he looks at you and he goes, I don't he goes, I don't know. And I'm just gonna rub my forehead really tiredly and go <sighs> and walk out. It's really hard to have a conversation when you can only lie. I forgot about that. So so what's coming out of your mouth is put through a lie filter. So what you're saying is the final product of what's coming out of your mouth? I, I'm trying to stay as true to that role play as I can. 
It's too hard. I couldn't handle it. It's a mind fuck. Ingus loves that. He, Ingus loves a good mind fuck. <laughs> yes. Come, Ingus. Let us go to the crypt. <laughs> don't don't say that out loud. Maybe the guy will just think I'm having a schizophrenic break. I will remain clinging to your back. Minsk and Boo are headed to the crypt. I think everyone's having a bad day at this point. While this was all kind of going on back in that side room, Daniel, you were in kind of like the back courtyard oh, yeah. garden area. Yeah, yeah. So what were you doing while Waiting. Kind of all that stuff was going on? And then also Delana, were were you up to, to anything? I think she followed the crew. I followed, yeah. but then like as soon as like the arm shit happened, I was like, nah, peace. And then I left the room. Okay. Yeah, she bails. Daniel was waiting at the door. Uh, in case anything else happened in the garden and and waiting for his friends to show up. While you're waiting out there, nothing else seems to happen in the garden. I would say if a dragon shows up, then Daniel walks back <laughs> in the building. <laughs> it's that green dragon's brother. You know, he comes back. For revenge. I don't even have any potions. <laughs> or berries. Just like the rest of my friends. Oh, I have a potion left. I'm, I haven't I used mine. I also have a potion. Oh, do you? Thank God. Do I? I think you used one, didn't you? Or you got one from Deck. Oh yeah, he gave me an extra. I have one left, yes. But uh, was Delana the only one that heard the nurse say where the crypt was? No, I was standing right next to her. Yeah, anybody that was in that room would have heard it. It was loud and panicked. Cool, so I'm clinging to the right person then. I'm gonna say, hey, you definitely wanna make sure that you prick yourself on that needle while you're back there. I I see the way you struggle and I think I'll pass. <laughs> Suit yourself. So, Riven and Ingus, are you guys going to be heading back to the courtyard? Yes. Okay. And then Eli, are you going to be out in the courtyard as well? I will take my time. No rush. <laughs> He's got about 10 minutes to kill. I was going to say, are you still in Orb of Darkness? 8 minutes, 52 seconds. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's just the walking Orb of Darkness following everyone. And back here, it's just like a whole bunch of different like plants and shrubs. And then kind of that large decorated stone like mausoleum building that must be the crypt. And you can see there's kind of like two large like bronze doors, like decorated doors that look like they're the entrance to it. But both of them are closed. There doesn't seem to be like a locking mechanism to Riven, it. Riven, you got any more matches, buddy? Matches? Didn't you light a bunch of matches last time? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just saying, you know, we might need to use those. Use all the matches. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. have a torch but it doesn't really have the intended effect. Kind of sucks all the light out of the room. Some other day. We'll burn We'll burn some other places down to the ground. Nice. <laughs> are, are you guys going to investigate the crypt or? Yeah, hell yeah. This is the mission, yo. Yeah, that's where Father Solomon is and we have to kill him. So everybody would be like, we'll say the, the party's in front of kind of like the bronze doors in this case. And so this door is probably like 10 feet tall. It's a huge building, huge thick doors that swing inwards. Okay. But there doesn't seem to be any locks to these doors. Okay. I'm going to walk up and push. And so, Ruben, you push onto one of the doors and you can feel that it slowly just kind of swings in. And as it kind of swings in, you're hit with kind of like this strange smell of both like dust, mold, and rot. And you can see that it's complete darkness going in. And that stone stairs, it's just a staircase leading down. Okay, I'm gonna sell it. say it. It smells pleasant and doesn't look even a little bit ominous. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so I feel like with my lying, I've become like the propaganda slash hype man for the party. So I'm, yes. gonna, I'm gonna lean into that role. 
All right, and then I'm going to turn and head into the crypt myself and all its stinky grossness. Okay. And in the first few steps, you can kind of see, because there's still sunlight illuminating the first, you know, several steps, and you can see there's kind of like this black drippage heading down. And then also, as you get a couple steps down, you faintly hear, like, screams echoing down the hall, both, like, human and not-so-human. Monstrous. I turn and say... Everything seems normal. Definitely doesn't sound dangerous. There's no monsters here. <laughs> I think Riven's lying. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know I have advantage? <laughs> but that comes out as you telling us the right thing, that it is dangerous and that there are monsters down there. No, because it's not I say the opposite of what I mean. It's always a lie. All right. That's what we mean. Okay, Riven. We're with you, Riven. <laughs> None of us are going to die today. <laughs> I like the positivity. <laughs> In a perfect world. <laughs> okay, give me a quick second. Okay. Because I need to... Do Wizard of Oz stuff. So we should not look behind the curtain? No, because I'm going to change where everybody is. Bam. Cool. Oh, my Bam. God. Bam. Whoa. Darkness imprisoning me. Okay, so yeah. everyone should Absolute be... Absolute horror. Does everyone see themselves on the staircase? No, I see darkness. You got to scroll around or zoom out. Yeah, okay. it's... Very small right now. Also, we have to move Ingus's token to be right on top of mine so that we can really reinforce the fact that he's still okay. clinging to my back. <laughs> okay. And if Eli is standing right next to us, that means we all all are actually bathed in darkness right Does now. Does anyone have deck on theirs? That's hilarious. Oh. Oh, there's a deck. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, wait. Oh, I miss him. Oh, there he goes. There, get that fucker oh, out no. of here. <laughs> he's dead to us. He, he just walked off on us. But are we missing somebody then, Delana? Daniel. No, because you're on top of. Oh, I am Riven. Okay. Hey, no, you can't be Riven. I'm Riven. You guys are the power twins. Well, as while I'm clinging to you, we're gonna be called Ringus. <laughs> we're we're gonna be twins, and we're gonna go pull parent traps. It'll be great. I'm more like like a tick, like clinging to you, like I'm a parasite, you know. Yeah, but you're my parasite. Ah, that makes you special. We'll try to make it like symbiotic. There's a benefit symbiotic. for me clinging to your back, you know? That's true. No one will know you're there, and then you just cast Dissonant Whispers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's like extra armor, you know? You get shot in the back, it'll be Ingus. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you just turn around so that I take all the damage for you? <laughs> Meat shield. <laughs> <laughs> Meat. Meat jokes. Oh, boy. We, we lasted a long time. That's gonna be with us for a while. Okay, so do we have any way of lighting this up at all? Or do we only bring darkness with us everywhere we go? It should be over by now. Probably. Because it's a minute, right? Is how long it lasts? Ten minutes. Ten? Oh, I'm sure. Then I would believe it's not over by now. Yeah, it's going to be with us through the whole session. But it's concentration, so, like, it can't be stopped. Nope. I'm still concentrating. There can be an end to this horror. There's a stubbornness about him. Eli likes the darkness. That whole charade with, like, the chopping off the arm and stuff, let's say that, yeah, that could have lasted 10 minutes. Mm. No. No, because he was doing stuff while the chopping was happening, so. Takes, it's like that. It's so quick. Here, here, here's what I'll do. I will try using um, the Pact of the Blade feature to which I can dismiss it into an extra dimensional space. Okay. okay, so now we're not bathed in absolute darkness, but does anybody no, have... No, it's still pretty dark in here, at least right. for you guys. Okay, yeah, but now the sword is gone. Do we have any way of casting light? The, the question is, once I summon it back, will it still be darkness? Or did that automatically cancel? Chances are, if you summon it within the next ten minutes, 
How does the time work on the we'll other plane? Yeah. I mean, it's causing darkness in this extra, extra dimensional space, which is probably dark in of itself. Or maybe it's very bright there. I don't, I don't know. I've never been there. Are there any torches in the wall? I have torches. You do there have torches? Are, there's yeah. an unlit one directly in front of you. Okay, I'm going to grab it, pull it out, mm -hmm. and then set it on the ground. And I'm going, are there any loose rocks around here? Loose bricks or stones? Mm, no, because it, well, it looks like stone tiles. And so there's some that are, it's very old. So there's like cracks. So you could like pry one out with a knife or something probably. I'm going to uh, pull my tinderbox out of my backpack and just like reach out from the cloak and hand it to Riven. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cute. Okay, I'm gonna take the rusty nail that I was pulling out of my pocket and put it back in my pocket and grab the tinderbox. And I'm gonna light the torch. Okay, and so you kind of flick the tinderbox, the foot and steel together, and it goes And so you have, I believe it's 15 feet of illumination. Awesome. And so you've got a torch in one hand and a sword in the other. Um, I. I'm going to hand the tinderbox back to Ingus and then pull my sword, yes. Well, um, <laughs> short bow. Wait, who's holding Who's holding the torch? I am. Probably won't be able to use the bow. I was going to say, how are you using the bow? That's a, that's a problem for a future Riven. Okay, you're right. Okay. I'm going to offer him an extra hand. I'll, like, stick my hand out and hold the torch while he has his short bow. I'm going to not give it to you for fear of burning my cloak. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> You know what? I'll cast Mage Hand to hold the torch in front of us. I will hand the torch off to the Mage Hand. Okay. <laughs> so so there will be a Mage Hand holding the torch out in front of Riven for as convoluted of a scenario as possible. Okay. <laughs> nice. The torch is now floating with Ingus's Mage Hand. And that gives 20 feet of bright light and then another 20 feet of dim light. Wow. Torches are great. <laughs> so I think for most of you, you can see pretty well. I can probably see like... 40 feet. Because I can see in dim light, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the elf Yep, shape. and then Eli can too. Angus, Riven, and Daniel. I think you guys might have our We're stuck at 20, which is whatever. I'm I'm a human. I can see as far as I want. All I can see is uh, Riven's shirt. Is there anything further to see beyond this? I mean... Well, I suppose Eli, because you can see through like all darkness, right? Yeah, I can see 120 okay. feet in darkness. But is there really anything worth seeing? No, so like in front of you, there's the staircase that's leading down, and then it goes off to either side with more stairs going down. Ah, oh, this is boring. Until I really turn the corner. Whoa, whoa. Is there a red patch over here? Yeah, yep. it's probably fine. <laughs> probably from the guy, What's right? What's this blood patch? So off to your left, it looks like there's a blood patch on the stone floor. It's kind of like a mix of both like red and kind of like that black goo ooze strewn around on the floor and you can see there's like little like bits of uh, like clothing strewn around in there too oh sick we're gonna go the other way <laughs> <laughs> you gross F that no way dudes we're going the other way yeah I'm gonna follow the torch okay and so you guys go down the right staircase away from the left one that has the bloody mess on it because we're great adventurers and you can see it's blood. just stairs winding down and around good adventures or not that was gross well let's let's be honest we're trying to go find this father solomon guy i don't really care about killing yeah. him we got a mission whatever it is yeah that's somebody else's problem right now right now our problem is father solomon at this point, Angus is beginning to think, am I benefiting from clinging to Riven anymore, or am I just getting a kick out of this? <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to keep going because, like, if we do confront somebody, they're going to be like, oh, there's only four people, and then I'm going to pop out and be like, fuck you! You landed the role. You might as well just, you know, savor it like Eli is. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of which, I'm going to 
before the ten minutes are up, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull out. I'm gonna summon the sword back and see if the it's still darkness. This is just all an experiment. I'll to decide whether that works or not. We just got light. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll be fine. DM has to decide whether that spell dispels by shunting it or not, or whether concentration works or. If a spell know, dispels the spell. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Eli is so, just learning about this right now. <laughs> it's a con- it's a spell on the sword, and it's a concentration spell. It goes into another plane. Into an extra dimensional space. So if I if I call it back, which takes a move action, does it come back with the spell still affecting it, or is it effectively like am I able to maintain I'm the concentration? I'm gonna space? say it doesn't. Because you wouldn't be able to concentrate on something that's not in the same dimension as you. So I'll say no. When it comes back, it comes back and it's non... Non Non-darkness form? Yep, non-darkened form. Hey, at least you got her back. Dang, Yovana, you said this would work. All right, I'll put it away. It's fine. Moving on. (laughs) We, We learned a lot today. I learned a lot today, yes. I did not. I'm just in the dark as you are. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 That's gonna be cut out, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so I'm going to sneak up to the corner and peer around it. Okay, so Riven, you really can't see much because, like, at the end of the torch light, you can just see like a really wide hallway going to your left. Eli, however, you have a much easier time seeing through the darkness. And down this hallway, you can see what looks like a group of people in horribly tattered clothing, kind of like stumbling in a group aimlessly. Like just really old tattered clothing or like freshly destroyed clothing? Looks kind of probably freshly tattered, but it's not nice clothing to begin with. But it's pretty rough. And from what you can tell, these people are not moving like a normal person would. They're just kind of You could say they're moving like zombies, potentially? It would be very zombie-esque, yes. Zombesque. Zombesque. I will uh, redraw my weapon and uh, (laughs) point down the hallway. We have some friends, and uh, they don't look too good. They look unhealthy. Yeah, Daniel mosey up right next to Eli and await for the party's response on our movement forward. Yeah, I think Eli's the only one that can see him at this distance. Oh, at this distance? Then I will just stand there. So I know I opened it up for everybody, but Eli's the only one that can see through the darkness. Well, I'm going to go ahead and walk down here and get a better look. I'll keep right next to Eli. As soon as I hear his footsteps going, I'm, I'm right next to him. So, Eli, you, like, walk forward, and once you get about right there, you see one of the stumbling figures that's eyes kind of, like, perk up, and it suddenly, like, jolts to attention and hisses at you and starts lumbering more quickly towards you. And in response, all the ones behind it also kind of like suddenly snap to attention, let out a kind of a hiss, and all begin lumbering towards the party initiative. Oh, shit. And all I hear is noises, and I don't see anything. So, 10, 20. Only Delana would be able to, but you, Delana, you're still a little far. Oh, yeah. But you can hear kind of the hisses coming out of the darkness from down the hallway. I catch up to the boys. Well, from where we're at, the people are within 40 feet. So can we dimly see them? Well, I suppose, yes, you would be able to dimly see. That's true. You would be able to dimly see the figures. Oh, there's, uh, there's more than <laughs> down here. 
So since I hear some gross groaning noises, I am going to officially drop from the cloak, hit the ground, and roll in front of Riven's legs and spring myself into a readied action. <laughs> roll to attention. All right, let's go down the top. Delano, what'd you get? Twelve. Daniel? A nine. Or wait, seven plus three is a ten. Okay, Eli? A twenty. Whoa. Although, I actually don't know what I'm going to do, so... <laughs> you better figure it out. <laughs> Go punch the zombies. What are you thinking? There's only five of them. Ingus. I got a 16. And Riven. 11. Eli, zombies. Ingus, Delana, Riven, Daniel. And off to the right, I know, Eli, you were talking about what the staircase was. There's like a wide staircase off to the right that leads down into this kind of like looks small little socket into the wall. And there's like a what looks like a slightly opened casket down at the bottom. Oh. It looks kind of like a wooden, oh, or excuse me, a stone casket with like the with the top just like slid open a little bit. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, that's more than forty feet away from me, so only Eli can see it. We'll come back to that later. And the zombies are still slouching towards you, but Eli, you are the f- you have the first mover advantage. Uh, okay, so f- my turn. Your turn, sir. I don't know if this is going to work, but... Can I recommend darkness? <laughs> darkness? <laughs> I don't know. So that's that's the thing I was thinking about. Does Do zombies see, or do they just hear? Because if they just hear, then, then we're just in the dark. This is too much deliberation for a six-second turn. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm just going to... I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. I'm going to blast them. Okay. I'm going to blast the closest zombie to us. Yeah, I just don't want to really get closer to... Okay, roll the blast. Baja blast. All right, 18 dead. Okay, and that hits directly right into the chest of that first zombie. Roll for damage. Damage. Oh, man. It gets five damage. Nice. Maybe. Does it Does it look like it takes five damage, or does it look like... Oh, it takes five, it takes five damage. As, like, the tattered clothes on this one kind of, like, blows apart as the... Shadowy blast hits it square in the chest. Oh, what? Is it still but it standing? still keeps lumbering towards you. Yep. Okay, so it's missing chunks, but it's still moving. Yes. See, this is why I don't like. This is why I just don't like zombies. Because they release chunks. <laughs> well, you you've just blown a chunk out of it, and it doesn't really doesn't care. They just keep going. Okay, I will use my move action to resummon my weapon as a glaive. As a glaive. Yeah, so it's instead of a short sword, it's not a short sword with a stick on it. Can you morph your sword? I can. That's pretty rad. A shadowy glaive materializes in your hands. Ooh. I really don't want to get close to these things. <laughs> I'm going to add desperate dislike of zombies to my character at this point. <laughs> then, Ingus, it's your go. Can I start with a quick perceptor, or a, what is it, a history maybe or something? I want to... See if I recall an understanding of whether zombies respond better to like sounds or like what they respond to, like sounds or sights or smells or what it is that triggers them. See if I have that in my memory. Is that a thing? Sure. Would that be what history or? Uh, I would say just go into like intelligence to see if you can recall from where you've heard zombie lore in the past. Well, no, you could do history because this is. It would be the same, I guess, either way. Roving death stories. Because that is a historical thing. So 16 plus 1, 17. So they respond to pretty much all senses, although it has to be relatively close. It kind of depends which parts are 
damage because some of them some of them can see okay some of them can still smell and some can still hear so what i want to do is cast a minor illusion that is this uh looks like a torch that's like about 10 feet to their right um i want to cast a minor illusion of a human scream coming from that area Okay. So it would be, uh, you can create a sound or an image of an object within range that lasts for the duration, which is one minute. So I want to, yeah, up against that sort of torch that's on the wall to the right of them, cast Minor Illusion to be a human scream. Okay. You have this perfect, like, human scream just come from the wall. Is it going to be, like, constant, or just, like, a person just, like, shouting in and out for... Yeah, so the duration is one one minute, so I just, uh, yeah, I want it to be, like, a, like, a, ah, help me, oh, my God, ah, ah, just, like, yeah, consistent groans and screams and grunts as if there's a human standing there. And the zombies excitedly turn their attention from all of you directly towards where the scream was... <laughs> I was going to say, if this doesn't work, you successfully pulled a PSYOP mission on your entire party. (laughs) That would be, yeah. These zombies are very excited about this. Their heads kind of pick up and they all turn right towards the wall. And you can see they kind of start lumbering just towards where that uh, unlit torch is. I guess that's it. Because I have two bardic inspirations left, but do any of you guys deserve inspiration? (laughs) Absolutely not. No. You deserve to be inspired. Not according to Angus's standards. So I, I guess Eli's the only one that can see that there is this little the sarcophagus over here. So I wouldn't be intrigued by that. So I guess I'm going to just keep myself planted here to observe how the zombies react to that sound. End of turn. All right, we're going to go down to Delana. I want to do one of these cantrips just in case I die. I want to just do all my cool shit. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It's called Chill Touch. So I create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range. Make a range spell attack against the creature to assail it with the chill of the grave. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 necrotic damage and it can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. Until then, the hand clings to the target. If you hit an undead target, it also has disadvantage on attack rolls against you until the end of your next turn. Interesting. Nice. So that means I roll and like a spell attack? I, how do I do that? The ranged spell attack. So that would just be like a, a spell attack and I think you use, so it'd be your, I think charisma. Oh no, it's intelligence. That's my spell casting ability, right? Oh, okay. That's right. You come off intelligence. That's right. And then I would add the spell attack a bonus or what is that for? Then you would add your like proficiency bonus. Uh, 10 is what I rolled. What was it? A 10? 10. The chill touch. Hits. Is that going to be, are you going to be aiming for the one that uh, Eli hit with the prior Elder's Blast? The same one that yeah. got its like, chest blown open? Yeah, we'll, we'll do that one. And the chill, the touch lands, and you can see the flesh kind of freeze around its shoulder. And then it's 1d8, so four. So as you cast it, do you want it to look like a hand? Because it's a hand that like lays, that like sits on it and then like stays there. Yeah, the it round. says it says it's a ghostly skeletal hand. And so it's the skeletal hand kind of materializes, then like kind of places itself on like the zombie's shoulder. And you can see the shoulder just slowly like starts rotting off as the hand just kind of goes deeper and deeper into it. And it keeps rotting and rotting and rotting and rotting until the zombie just collapses on the floor. Gross. Yeah, yeah. With the hand triumphantly just like palming it on top of the nice. rotted corpse. Uh, turn done. I, I don't want to move or anything. Okay, Don, you're not moving? No. All right. Two Riven. 
I'm going to knock an arrow and fire it at the one that's just behind the one that Delana just killed. Do -do -do -do. 11 plus 6. 17. 17 hits. Woohoo! That is 7 damage. Chow. The arrow passes like right through the chest of that zombie as it just seems to not really even notice and keeps going towards the screaming wall. But it is still standing. Darn tootin'. That <laughs> is the end of my turn. Okay. Daniel, son away. Uh, okay, so Daniel can't Punch. see anything. Yeah, I wish. Is that that sconce at the end of the hall that's kind of across the way from the, the crowd of zombies? Uh, zombies, sorry. Is that is that a real sconce of flame? It's a sconce, but it's unlit. Okay, lame. Uh, I can't so see. So they're within than... 40 feet. Oh, are they? 10, 20, 30. Yep, so you would be able to They're get, also like, within the 20, first two, I believe. So I can move up to, like, there. Get surrounded by zombies. Yeah, do, do not get bit, please. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Daniel needs his hands. Yeah, he usually does. And he'll... Oh, can I get... Actually, I'll get in. <laughs> Let's get in there. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So I will get into the main thing, and I will punch the one to my immediate left. Oh, God. I'm going to start writing Daniel's eulogy. <laughs> yeah, well, we talked about character deaths before the session, so, you know. He sure was a punchy Ooh. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he liked to spit a lot. He could go back to Los Angeles as a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> How's a 20? Oh, yes. T 20 definitely hits easily. Right on the total chin. Of five points of damage. And you knock the zombie right in the chin, and the jaw just rips off. Is it dead? Oh, no. Okay. That's fine. So then I will uh, I will do another key of a punch. Punch. But I think if I use a key point, I get two bonus actions. Well, there's a I'll good amount that. of zombies ah, to kill. It. You're right. Uh, Daniel doesn't think ahead. So, <laughs> he'll, so he'll go ahead and get a punch. Uh, uh, he'll expend a key point. He'll harness his, his inner energy to punch that next one, uh, that same one uh, that he attacked recently. key Uh... The bread is kicking in. Yeah, that's a great one. So fat, nasty one uh, against that one. But don't worry, because he's going to attack the one to his immediate front as well. Is that the one I shot? Probably. And that's for like a 17 plus 6, so 20, 23? Yes, that hits. Absolutely. For, again, first one I got a natural one. So Jesus take the wheel on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Havgar take the wheel. With the first one, so... You try to punch that one, but your foot slips on the gore that's still under you, <laughs> and you fall on your butt prone, but okay. still able to attack. But you're covered in like I'll do you know, like a, zombie I'll do a, a, a break dance karate kick <laughs> on the other. <laughs> and you can still use like that prior roll. Yeah. Okay. Then a break dance karate kick gets sent to the immediate north one, the one that I assume got attacked by a bow. Yes. Cool. For you're right. I gotta roll damage. You're right. Fine enough. For fat, uh, seven. Seven. With the breakdance kick, the zombie collapses. Nice. The breakdancing. It was just too too hardcore. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't handle it. Now I'll, I will just get swarmed by zombies and eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Which is pretty cool. And why why did you run up to get surrounded by zombies? I can't do anything else. You didn't have to. <laughs> 
We were just gonna shoot them to death while they attacked a wall. I punch. Don't you have like an improvised weapon proficiency too? You just throw a rock at it or something? I do, but there's been, I, I guess I didn't look for rocks. Well, the zombie moved towards you. Oh no. Yeah, they do that. That zombie is gonna go towards the screaming that's still happening. Oh yeah, see, they're, they're distracted somewhat. <laughs> These two. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, much, you're much too close for these two to ignore, to ignore you, so. Could this be the end of Daniel Sunway? Yep, and so, and you are prone. Yeah, which gives them bonuses. Yeah, don't worry, I know. Within five feet. <laughs> Time for our first TPK. Yeah, or at least one player. What's your armor class, Daniel? I, I wanna hear what you hit with first. <laughs> okay, we got a 17. Mm-hmm, that hits. For the first one? Okay. Yeah. And a 16 with the second one. Ooh, those totally both hit. Okay. They just punched me, right? They didn't try to get me with their with their chompers. The two <laughs> zombies descend upon you. Yeah. <laughs> and they bite you, one on each arm. <laughs> oh, they cut off both your arms. <laughs> that would be so bad. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we never talked about this. Would you rather be dead or have no arms? <laughs> he can only punch with his feet. You're going to be the Black Knight from Monty Python. <laughs> he was very excited about the idea of bionic arms. I though. was excited for robot arms. Oh. How much damage does Daniel take? Okay, so you take 12 damage total. That's not too bad. That just leaves me. As you're breakdancing, doing like the kick, each one of them grabs one of your legs uh, and then bites into your ankle. Uh, oh, no. constitution <laughs> check. Yeah, hold on. You said uh, how many points? Nine? Twelve. Twelve? Ooh. Yeah, the nine is what I have left. Uh, all right, and you said a constitution saving throw. Good thing my constitution... I, I shouldn't say a single goddamn word. J shut up, Devin. Just roll the dice and see what happens. <laughs> okay, an 18 plus two, so I got a 20. Good. Oh, good. I like the sound of that. <laughs> so good. that's... All right, that's... So you feel like the burn, or like, excuse me, the bite, like it hurts, like it's sinking in, but also it kind of like burns. And you feel like the burn starts like traveling up your leg just a little bit, but then it stops. It's like when Sensei uh, San Wei would like get these very venomous snakes and make them bite me. And then I would flex, <laughs> I would flex and force them to shoot the venom back out of my wounds. <laughs> just like yeah. that, huh? It was just like that, yeah. He's like, I have this... Child, I should make s venomous snakes bite him to test his fortitude. Sensei was kind of a jerk. He, he trained me for the real world, apparently. Sounds like you were abused and you just don't realize it yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, and... If Delana says you were abused, you, you were, were probably abused. abused. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Sorry about Sensei Sanwei. Did, did Sensei touch your special place? <laughs> yeah, did Sensei Sanway touch your cookie? <laughs> oh! Did he swing your quarter step? It's your turn. <laughs> swing your quarter step. He sure did. Anyways, yeah. Who's next? You are. Uh, I will go ahead. I will move up close enough to uh, swing at one of these people. Okay, Daniel is getting swarmed with two zombies. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try and take on one of these and uh, smash it. Wait, are you, are you going to kind of try and hide around the corner while you do this? No, because if I'm right here, then I'm, I mean, there's no, I guess I could be here, but then I'm swinging through. I don't want to swing through Daniel because I guess he's on the ground, but that'd just be kind of mean to swing yeah, like, yeah. over him. He might try to stand up at any moment. So. It's like reaching over someone. I'm going to go ahead and swing at this guy here. 13 plus 7, 20. 20 hit. hit. Yep, absolutely. 7 plus 5. Yep, 12. 12 damage. 
Oh. Oh, God. And you swing down and absolutely just crush the zombie in front of you with one swing. And it just limply falls to the ground. All right. Perfect. Well crushed. <laughs> you crushed the zombie good. Okay. <laughs> any other bonus actions? Crazy weird things you can still do? No. Not, well, not today. All right. Then we'll head down to Ingus. So there's three dead guys, one, and there's two alive. One is clearly distracted by that Mm -hmm. screaming. Um, So with the other one, I'm going to step 10 feet to my right. So I got a good vantage point on the one that's kind of around the corner from me. And then I'm going to pull out my crossbow and just shoot at it. All right. 14 plus five. Oh, yeah. That easily sinks into it. So nine damage. And your crossbow bolt goes right through its neck. goes... And it crumples down to the ground. Nice. In one shot. That's why they call me One Shot Ingus. That's why they call you it. Are you sure about that? Were you aiming for the one that was next to Daniel or the one that's going towards the screen? The one that was by Daniel, yeah, because I assume oh, the yeah. other one is is properly distracted. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Ingus, any other things? Bard stuff? I mean, I guess I really didn't notice. I still don't know that there's something interesting down here, right? Because... All right. So, like, there's a torch that's being mage-handed, right? Or I guess since mm-hmm. I cast another spell, mage-hand goes away? Um, you can cast another spell. You just I just think you can't concentrate on another one. Well, this one lasts for a minute, so I think that requires concentration. So our torch fell to the ground. But it's still on fire. It's just on the ground. So I can't see this sarcophagus down here. So, well, maybe I noticed that there is another torch over here on the wall. So would I be able to tinder and light another torch with a bonus action? Or I'll at least mm. move toward this torch. You can only swipe on Twinder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to swipe right over toward this torch. <laughs> I won't light it yet. You couldn't do it with a bonus because you've got your bow out right now, so it'd take a little bit to finagle the bonus would be, tinder yeah. box to take it out and then to get it going. I'll at least move toward this torch, and that'll be the end of my turn. Okay. goes from Ingus to Delana. Sweet. I can do the cantrip uh, again, right? I'm just going to chill touch this mm-hmm. guy. Yep, you can just keep touching all the zombies you want. All right, except I rolled on that one, so... <laughs> Cool. <laughs> that worked. Luckily, I have my net one deck. Uh, Part of the cards. Part of the cards. Uh oh. Exodia! <laughs> it just says, You chill touch Daniel. <laughs> Ooh. I'll probably In win. The excitement of casting it the first time, the second time you're casting it and you like somehow get the words wrong. And you're like, Wait, what? And you can't remember the right words to get it to go right. And you won't be able to remember them for that spell for another minute. Ah, I can't remember. I need my book. I need my books. <laughs> Where's my book? Pippity boppity blap. Yeah, pippity boppity. It's actually blop. Blop, <laughs> not blap. I don't oh, know. Oh, it's blop. You'll, you'll figure it out in the next minute. Freezity, fruzity, let me icicle that butt cheek? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very confused. All right, that's it. She's done. She's embarrassed. She's like, can't. And she hates herself and is just going to... Yeah, that's usually what does it. <laughs> the deep insecurities of Delana Gradar. <laughs> She's going to use her move action for self-loathing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely she is. So, turn done. It's in the list of actions. <laughs> yeah. Is self-loathing a bonus action? No, 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 no. It takes a whole move action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use the bonus action for self-forgiveness. Oh, she won't do that. No. <laughs> She's opting not to. All right. It goes down to Riven. I am going to fire at the last living undead zombie. The last unliving zombie. Ooh, nat 20. 
Hooray! Headshot. That, that makes up for the bippity boppity blab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So roll two dice and then add your bonus. Twelve damage. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So you shoot at it. It hits it right in the head, and the its whole head just goes <laughs> and just explodes on contact with the arrow and the body just collapses the down by the wall. I want it to look just like those corny headdresses. Oh, where it's just sticks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the brain. And it just falls backwards. And then it shatters its skull as it hits the ground. Hooray! No! Then it won't look like the corny headdress. Bibbity bloop, bitch! Alright, I'm going to run over to Daniel and say, are you okay? Totally, dude. I'm gonna take a look at his... I stand up. ...legs. Maybe don't stand up. They're pretty toned, right? <laughs> Rivin's <laughs> just looking for a chance to amputate people. That's what I'm seeing. He's like a Civil War doctor. <laughs> I'm over here sharpening my bone saw. Angus is also going to run over to Daniel and like wrap his arms around him and give him a big old hug and be like, I hope you're okay. Oh my god, don't die. Please don't die. Are you okay? Are you doing all right? I'm probably fine. If, I just wanted to let you know, if you turn into a zombie, I will definitely shoot you in the head. That sounds fair. If you turn into a zombie, I'll definitely punch you in the head. <laughs> I'm holding my hand for a high five. And I return that high five. Whoosh. Daniel, if you turn into a zombie, uh, I will help you escape back to Los Angeles, because I have a heart. We had some zombies around Los Angeles. They they hung out around the, the beach more often than anything. They like the sun. Sometimes they'd lay on these rocks and just absorb the sunlight for like hours on a day. It was crazy. For real. That could be your life. We don't have to end yeah. it. That happens. They loved it. We could totally like Shaun of the Dead with <laughs> Daniel and just like keep him on a leash. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. If nothing else, we could weekend at Bernie's you. Oh, that's true. Turn you into a puppet. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any interest in searching these zombies, but I did see this hallway down here. Daniel searches the pockets while <laughs> Eli searches the hallway. I'm going to inspect the bodies to see if they have bite marks on them. Not interested. <laughs> so you can see that on the bodies, you can see that three of them have bite marks. Two of them looks like they had like pre-existing chunks taken out of them, but like very like precise like cuts down like the arm and in certain places. Ah. Hmm. I would say, guys, it looks like these definitely weren't turned into zombies on purpose. Definitely not on purpose at all. Are you trying to tell us Father Solomon's a zombie? Because that doesn't bode well. I did say that. Do the ones the ones that have like natural bite chunks taken out of them, are they medical professionals? Are they the like ministers of this place? So it looks like two of them are wearing like kind of like raggedy, like white robes. And then another one is wearing kind of like, looks like a rope kind of made out of like burlap that's like really, really raggedy. So the ones that were bitten, what are they wearing? So those were like the the white robed and like the raggedy ones. Okay, and the burlap sack was... They all like are just kind of like a mishmash of like different, but they all look fairly like beaten up. But there doesn't seem to be like a coordinating of who got bitten who had like the more exact cuts taken out. All right, I'm going to see Ingus lighting that torch and I'm going to walk over and grab the torches on the ground, too. Yep, and I'll officially illuminate this torch that's right in front of me here. Oh, cool. And you pull out your tinderbox and light that torch. It was a good purchase. Good purchase, Ingus. And so from here, we can all see the, like, cracked sarcophagus, right? Yeah, so you can see that opened sarcophagus. And you can see, like, on the top, it's got the 
carved like body on the, the lid of it what looks like kind of like a man in a robe and you can see his hands are folded over each other and he's got like this feather in his hands but it's like made out of stone but that's what it looks like and you can see that the sarcophagus lid is opened and inside there's just this desiccated skeleton in like these like purple and yellow robes that are neato all bitten up and like half like not rotted but just covered in dust bitten up like Zombie bites? No, I was thinking like moths, but moths wouldn't get to it in a sealed sarcophagus. Uh, but makes very a little dusty. difference here. He's been there a while, yeah. Can I use my background as a noble to see if any of this strikes me as nobility symbology? Sure, yes. Is there anything written on this sarcophagus? Mm. I rolled a three. I don't know shit. <laughs> Not sure. It's a nice sarcophagus. This is well yeah, there's like no name, no inscription. There's no name. What it looks like, there's a lot of different kind of like angelic imagery put across like the bottom as well as like other people like praying towards like the angelic imagery and whatnot. But there's not any names like carved in. Looking at the, I guess, so I'm going to walk over by where Riven and Eli are noticing that they're curious about it. And if I'm tall enough being three feet tall, I'm going to peek up and see if like the image is, the face of the image on the top of the sarcophagus is in any way famous or recognizable in my limited layman's knowledge of historical um, figures rural history is history a thing it sure. is isn't it yeah you're the boss yeah i think well is that a, is that a yeah that's dedicated a thing. oh one? like a okay. thing on my sheet it sure is yeah i think that that's a dedicated skill yeah so if you have history you could roll a history one yep i rolled a 15 total so from what you can remember and kind of deduce from like what you have here is that this was probably like one of the first like priests or one of the first fathers of like the order Mercy's Burden. And so he was like one of the first guys that like started to be able to like pull off this like miracle of like transferring wounds. Miracle. Oh, it's not nothing. <laughs> and you would remember that they they pray to like this thing they call like the angel of mercy. That's not quite a god, but they say that's what allows them to like transfer wounds. They always say it's not a god. Can you just imagine being one of the mercy's burden guys and some guy keeps coming back every week. He's like, oh, I got gonorrhea again. <laughs> like, Dude, I'm so full of gonorrhea from the last time you showed up. Can you like take a break for a week? <laughs> right. <laughs> he gets it every week. I'm so tired of getting, having gonorrhea. Hippocratic oath. You gotta can't do no gotta harm. You take gotta, it. Yep. gotta take that gonorrhea. The imagery on the side suggests that they're worshiping an angel, but that's not necessarily this guy. No, so it's it's worshiping angelic imagery or what looks kind of like mm -hmm. what's depicted as an angel, but not this guy. And then it just has like what looks like would be the guy that's like carved in on the the lid, and then he's holding a carved like feather in his hands, but it, that's carved into the stone. Yeah, I've seen enough. I'm going to take my sword out, and I'm going to kind of run my finger along the blade. I'm going to go, Daniel, how are those legs feeling? <laughs> and from back in the hallway where the corpses of the zombies are with my hands in, in zombies' pockets, I'm going to say, pretty good! And I'm, I'm going to see what I've come up with while rummaging through their pockets. Rummaging through their pockets, you find absolutely nothing. Oh, there's no, like, <laughs> potions tied to their hips? Mm -mm. No one had a six-pack of Budweiser potion brand? <laughs> Nope, so... They're like medical experiments. But yeah, that's got... what I thought. I thought like some of these were like priests or whatever that had like a thing or two here and there. A pack of like <laughs> menthol healing cigs or some shit. Anyways, mm -hmm. I, and I say, nothing to find, bro. And then I will uh, go to that sconce Whoop. that there's a zombie in front of. Mm -hmm. A dead undead zombie. 
Yeah, and I'll take a rock from the ground and I'll try to make a spark with my street knife to Ooh. light the sconce. So, question for the group. Do we want to head towards the blood or away from the blood? Yeah, I saw the blood. That's why I'm doing a non-meta moment of lighting the sconce so I can see anything. I don't think you can light a sconce with a rock and a knife. <laughs> a boy can dream, right? It would have to be like a particular kind of rock, right? If I roll a 20, will you say yes? <laughs> will, will the daddy DM say yes if I roll a 20? Yeah, I will, for a 20, I'll do anything. Oh, nice. <laughs> anything? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you to it. Don't fucking ask him to elaborate. I'm going to keep him to it. Ba-choo! Ooh, it's only a three. Nope, it does not work. You just got to like, hit the knife with a rock, with like a rock or a piece of the stone floor. Be like, this sconce isn't lighting, bro. I'm going to watch Daniel do this until he gives up. I do it once and, I, and it doesn't work, yeah. And then I'm going to use the torch in my hand and I'm going to light it. Sweet. Oh, yeah, I suppose you could just, yeah, do that and just... Yeah, I'm going to wait till he finishes bashing a rock on his knife and just kind of reach out with my torch. It worked just on the door. slowly light it on fire. Got it. I'm going to say, hey, Daniel, why don't you read more books, man? Like, you know that wasn't going to work. <laughs> uh, I read books, plenty, and <laughs> one of them said that they took a knife and they scraped it against a rock and it lit a torch. Bro. I like how arrogantly Riven did that when he had spent like a book of matches trying to light stone <laughs> <laughs> floor and fire. <laughs> do you not still have matches then to simply just light the torch? I'm sure I do. Or you have a torch in your hand from which you can also light more torches. That, that's what I did, yeah. So towards the blood or, or away from the blood? Do we go towards Which way does adventure? the blood seem to be going? Uh, well, towards that hallway. What What blood? What hallway? The hallway to the north. There's some blood, apparently. It's so dark. I don't see it, dude. Is there blood in the hallway to the south? I didn't see any. I guess it, it could be there. I... Alright, so here's the plan, Eli. You sneak up to the corner of that hallway, and you peek you around, take point. and you tell us what it is. Sure. Let's go take a look. But don't get bit by a zombie. I don't see any. Before I'm ready to leave the sarcophagus behind... Mm -hmm. I'm sort of reminded of how, like, the Iron Maiden was a portal to a different place. So I kind of want to just at least, like, inch over into it and look deeper in the body and look around to see if there's anything that would seem like either a lever or a hole or an entryway, like, that might be something that doesn't look like a typical inner casket that might, you know, be able to move or touch or something that would turn this into a door or something, you know? Yeah, I was I was tempted to tip you up and into it when you were peeking over in the first place, and I never would have stopped laughing if you would have fallen into a portal. Into the cosmos. That'd be great. So let's say I, I get up on the edge of the sarcophagus <laughs> and sit on the edge and look into the opening and dig around a little bit. I'm going to try and be respectful of the body... But if I have to like move, mm -hmm. if I have to move the head a little bit or like. Now Ingus is respecting bodies. You know. His pants are on. So like, you know. <laughs> Sleight of hand to see how respectful. Oh my God. Okay. You are with the body. Sleight of hand. Really? <laughs> this is going to be great. So that is a 12. How respect. That's like above that's, respectful. That's above. Pretty, that's pretty respectful. <laughs> you kind of like scooch the skull off the side and like scooch some of like the the old like robes off the side and it seems like it was just him in there and you can see that like the skeleton has its like hands crossed over itself just like how it is presented carved upon the lid but it has no there's nothing in there other than just those desiccated robes and a skeleton with some kind of dried on skin in some parts okay. but no portal denario mm. 
Well, I just touched a dead body for no reason. It happened. I was really hoping you were going to roll a one. I did rummaging through pockets earlier. If you rolled a one, would you have had to, like, make it into a puppet? Like, hello, my name is Mercy's Burden. And then Ingus would further think that that puppet was self-aware. like It was alive. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, shit! My body would have just somehow lost control, and I would have, like, pulled my pants down and pissed in his mouth with a Oh, one. man. <laughs> That's the... But I wouldn't have had control over it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's my least favorite thing that happens whenever I go to, like, any graveyard. It's just like, oh, man, I'm pissing on this gravestone. (laughs) I can't help it. Oh, man. Note to self, not invited to my wake. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt, I'm going to die before you. (laughs) That's safe. That's safe, though, Kurt. Like, I'll piss on your gravestone. I'm sorry. I know. It's going to my will. Make sure Devin from D&D is not invited. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I've crashed more than one funeral. It's fine. <laughs> I know my, my way around security. I got it. They call me Daniel Desecration Sanway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. I've shat on so many headstones and, you know, the whole nine. All right. Let's keep going and see if we can get to Solomon. All right. I'm going to sneak up to the end of this. T section here, T intersection, and take a look left and right. I so guess. you go down this part of the hallway, and you can see where there's like this blood kind of smeared across this intersection. And as you kind of come towards it, you can hear hissing and scratching and screeching, and what sounds like hands like smacking up against like wooden doors. And you can also hear sounds like a man with kind of like a nasal voice talking really loudly in the distance. Which but way? you can't quite like make out the words. So that's that, and also some very loud like hissing and like pounding against wood is coming from or coming to the right. Let's take a look down that hallway. Yeah. As you just kind of peek around the corner to your right, you're just able to see what looks like two completely like unclothed like zombies madly like beating at what looks like there's like this table that's like flipped up on on its side blocking like this corridor going in and they're trying to like smack through the wooden table so it looks like they're trying to like kind of break through this makeshift barricade okay while they're busy what do i see looking the other way the other way you know i don't want to walk towards them and have like eight zombies behind me is kind of like a continuation of the hallway as like the blood is kind of smeared down two different roads in the distance Frickin' maze, so I don't get go desecrating tombs too often, I guess. I'll uh, I'll let the party know. There's a couple more zombies. They seem to be a little distracted by a door or makeshift barricade. So get your bows ready. Okay. As he's slowly investigating and then turning back to us, can I creep my way from the sarcophagus back to where the main group is? Yep, absolutely. So they're distracted. What are they distracted by? Oh, they're trying to break into a door or a barricade can't yeah. tell from here i could try and sneak over there and see if i can see past the barricade do we know what solomon looks like nope gonna look fatherly and have robes solomonish i mean we can try and sneak towards these guys and see if they're distractible i guess or not distractible i i can uh, make a screaming noise to get them away from the door with my magic and stuff. But do we want them away from the door, or do we want them distracted so we can see what's on the other side of the barricade? I don't think we're going to be able to necessarily look into the barricaded space. It looks like it's just turning off the hallway. You have to get pretty close to them. Hmm. I mean, I guess I'm not really aware of what these stairs lead to. I guess you could try, but I might venture a step this way and see if they notice me or if they're pretty distracted. Eli, force recon, go! 
I'm going to step <laughs> into the hallway and see if they get bored. Sacrifice you. I don't know. Are they more distracted? Distractible? So those two that you see, like, right there that are kind of, like, beating up against this, like, kind of, like, tipped over table, they keep, like, smacking and, like, scratching at this table. And you can see that they don't have, like, any clothes on them, so it's just the body. And you can see that there's glistening kind of, like, silver metal pieces embedded and, like, entwined around, like, their arms and legs kind of in random spots. Oh. And as you kind of come up to look around them, you see one that was from down this other staircase come sprinting up the staircase. Oh, that's a down staircase. I think they're all down staircases. Towards you. Yep. So those are those are going down. So this guy from the staircase noticed and comes running upstairs towards you. So we're gonna do initiative. Initiative there. Run away. And everybody initiative. Yep. Let's gonna let's do everybody. Oh. Has everybody basically kept back in this kind of wider space here and it's just Eli that's gone forward? Yeah, we've been letting him sacrifice his body. That's <laughs> fair. That happens. It's just like the good old days, you know, when you were the new guy. And... <laughs> hey, I'm the new guy. I'm the intern. I get the coffee <laughs> and I take the bites. And also, just for the record, Eli, you are outside of our torch range, so we can't see you. Absolutely not. You can still hear me. <laughs> when you're yelling for help. Ah! Dolan, initiative? 20. Ooh, okay. Daniel? 22. Whoa. Um, Eli? 19. Oh my gosh. Wasted roll. Ingus? 4. It's pretty good. And Riven? 9. Garbage. <laughs> Great. We'll start with Daniel. You hear the screeching and you hear kind of like some feet slapping against the stone floor towards Eli. And you snap to attention. Yeah, I snap to attention to... Ah! I'm heavily wounded. Does anyone have a potion I can borrow? Dudes. I'll throw you one. Sweet. 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2. Thanks, bro. Yeah, bro. I could use it. And then I slurp down this potion. Uh, 2d4 plus 2? Okay. (laughs) Did that go well? This potion tasted half-baked. Dude. Oh, it's been sitting a while, so it's, it might be a past this expiration date. Sorry, bro. I, I checked the expiration date. Is it expired? It's best until a couple weeks from now. A couple weeks from now? Oh, man. I checked to see who the inspector number is, and I commit that to memory just in case I find them in person. Because <laughs> it was not. That's not true. The inspector number was 13. 13. Oh, <laughs> of course it is. A very unlucky number. I, I rolled for it. It was a 13. In my notes, I'm going to put down the quest of kill Inspector 13. <laughs> and then attend his wake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. And Daniel stays where he is. That's probably wise. Dawana, I'm going to say that you have remembered the correct words to Chill Touch. Oh, sweet. Oh, bippity boppity boop. Oh. That's what it is. I remember. Bippity boppity ice beam. Gotcha. Uh. Uh, I'm gonna bippity boppity boop this guy that just came out of the stairs. Can you see him? I was gonna say, you're gonna have to creep, uh, you're gonna have to creep up a little bit more to see him around the corner. Oh, okay. Now you can see him. Yep, that'll do it. Yeah, I can see 40 feet, right? Yeah, but there was a corner blocking your view. I can't see through walls? That's bullshit. No, absolutely not. Half elves get everything else except for- But you're outside of the torch now, so you actually can't see him because it's so darn dark. Oh, right. You may not just want to go up that far. 
Bippity boppity darn. Bippity boppity <laughs> don't do that. Well, it doesn't, does it say that I can have to see them? It just says within range. Sometimes it says if you can see within range and then some of them say just within range. What's the spell? Chill touch. Oh, I don't know. In the space of a creature within range. Doesn't say anything about seeing them? Yeah, you gotta be able to see them. Usually you need line of sight. Cause on this other one it says you can see within range. So it's just like, why didn't they put that on there? I don't know. I don't know what Wizards of the Coast meant by that, but. (laughs) No one knows, it doesn't matter. Unless it was like an area of effect spell. All right, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pull my bow and just gonna be ready for this shit. I'm just gonna wait there. Wizards of the Coast, hit us up in the comments. Yeah, what's the real deal with this? And they'll, ex- <laughs> yeah, they'll explain the rule. They'll be like, you idiots, It's this is how it works. Oh, well, all right, I'm, I'm just waiting, waiting at the ready. Eli. Uh, well, I'm gonna try and move back. I guess I'll blast him, see if, how much damage that does. And yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. No reason to get our hands dirty. Brought to you by Baja Blast. I wish. 13 to hit. Let's see how hard it was to hit this guy. That hits. That hit what? Roll for your damage. All right. That sucks for him. That's what we get. He gets nine damage. Holy crap. How much? Nine damage. And like the shadowy blast goes towards him and then blows off his right arm and most of his shoulder, but he's still coming at you. Freaking Terminator zombies. Okay. Any other moves? Nope. I'm going to hang out right here and block off this corridor. Okay. We'll go down to Riven. All right. I'm going to make a move action, and I'm going to move on the other side of Ingus. Are you going to punch me in the face? Not again. Okay, so I still <laughs> can't see him. So one, two, three, four, five. I can move one more space. Can I see the Terminator Zambi? Nope, can't see him around the corner. Okay, I'm going to drop the torch. I'm going to knock an arrow and ready an action to fire if I see a Zambi. You could also throw the torch. Nope, too late. What's done is done. It would probably just hit us on the back of the head or something if you tried. <laughs> just throw a, fly, a flaming torch into the back of your head. The zombie that was running had its arm blown off by Eli is going to come up and then try to swing at Eli. But both Delana and Riven are, are going to be able to get arrow shots off. Huzzah! Huzzah! Is there an attack on our when someone crosses through your spaces? Does fifth have attack of opportunities? Yeah, it's only if you're leaving someone's space without doing like a disengage action. All right, so I rolled a 12. What'd you roll, Riven? 12. Hit. Oh my gosh. Yay! 13. Four damage. That both hits, so both arrows sink as the zombie rounds the corner towards Eli. Shloop shloop is the noise that they make. Shloop. Great, we have fast-moving zombies. That's the most terrifying kind of zombie. Delana, damage? Uh, three. Okay, and it goes shloop. And that sticks into the zombie, and he's still coming. But then the other uh, Riven's arrow sticks into him, too, for... Four damage. Four. And that's just enough for the zombie to collapse at Eli's feet. Take that, you Terminator. Ha, bitch. Don't come at me like that. Thanks, guys. Come at me, Zombro. I was in a sex cult. And from all this kerfuffle, you can see that the other two zombies that are kind of like beating and scratching away at that table are now alerted towards the people off to the side. Um, But now Ingus gets to go. How much of an action does it take to light a torch? Is that like bonus? Is that... That's got to be a standard action. Yeah. Use... I should know this. But doesn't Riven have one right next to you? What's the point? Yeah, we have two torches. One of them is not even really being used. It's a, it's an action because it's the use an object. Okay. Um, and so Riven has a torch and he's in front of me. And then it's how many feet of vision? Uh, 40. So I am going to move 25. 
feet, which puts me right next to Delana. And then I'm going to once again do the uh, minor illusion thing. But can I do it toward this staircase that's across from these zombies? Yes. So I'm going to try and do another human scream basically on the staircase that's across from the zombies kind of kitty corner from the barricade that they were pounding on before. Okay. Same screams as before, just humans screaming for help. Help, help. I'm I'm, I'm a vulnerable zombie target. And the human scream goes off and that works. They are alerted towards it and you can see they like move, their heads kind of twitch off to the side and they kind of turn as if they're going to start going down the stairs towards the scream. And I feel accomplished. Nice. So I'm actually going to bow because I feel like I, you know, accomplished something great. So that'll be my bonus action is just (laughs) bowing to myself. Daniel claps. And then Delana rolls her eyes. Your turn is over, Delana. You don't get to roll your eyes. Not during my turn. Save it for next turn. I will. End of turn. Finn. Then the zombies hearing the screams are going to run down the staircase from where the screams are. It would be hilarious if there was actually a vulnerable human down there. Who gets, like, <laughs> As they the run down there from the screams, you hear them like smacking up against wood, kind of like when they were smacking up against the table before. And you actually hear some like what sound like human shouts beyond the screaming that you heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you feared. Uh-oh. But it goes up to Daniel. Uh, Daniel, now filled with a slight amount of vigor, and apparently enough to make him courageous, goes 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, right next to Eli. Holy shit, you've got a lot of range on you. Yeah, I go pretty fast. And I hang 10 and end my turn. That's a saying they have in Les Angeles. Yeah, it's when you're <laughs> not doing, it's when you're done. So yeah, I'm just gonna hang 10 here, wait for you to get off work so I can get a ride home. <laughs> Delana. Oh, it's me already. Uh, I'm gonna go around and, and look at this thing where this table shit is. See what they were banging about. <laughs> okay, what you guys banging about? Yeah. And there's a level 20 mage who blasts you in the face with a giant canker. <laughs> he sends eight magic missiles at you. Whatever. <laughs> All magically hit automatically and deal 1d4 damage. Can I see what's what's going on beyond this? Yeah, so it looks kind of like a more narrow hallway into a greater room behind, the, but you're looking through what looks kind of like a makeshift barricade of basically like tables and like chairs and bookshelves that were all basically mashed into this narrow hallway to keep the zombies out. Yeah. And from like through the kind of like built up furniture, you can see kind of like some torchlight from like way in the back. And then also kind of like uh, a nasal voice preaching is kind of what it sounds like. Can I start like hooking some of the shit? Like I'm guessing Father Solomon is hiding his weak ass behind this shit. I'm going to start. Okay. So you're going to start like pulling at the table? At the barricade or whatever. Yeah. Strength. Uh, mm. ooh, which is super great, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're a weak, a weak one. So I rolled a net one, but it's a minus two, so it's like a negative a, one. A double net one. Part <laughs> of the cards. Oh god, that's your second net one today, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's going well. Yeah, but it's her first negative one. That's a that's a deck level roll right there. So you're like pulling really, really hard on the table and the board pulls off and it like hits you in the face and there happens to be a nail right in front of it. Oh my God. And so you oh. nail yourself with a nail. So take one damage. Okay. And well. then roll for tetanus. 
<laughs> we'll find out in a couple weeks whether that'll be hilarious like three sessions from now she just like her jaw clamps up and like starts twisting up in her bed and then she dies oh that sounds lovely Ooh, you had to take it all the way to the natural conclusion huh i just i web md'd tetanus the other day so i just wanted to show off i think i need to get another skills. tetanus shot actually it's probably been like mm. more than 10 years now that i think about it we're just gonna get sponsored by public service announcements at this point get your tetanus <laughs> shot sponsored by webmd <laughs> oh that's good so i'd take it money. all right turn done i feel like an idiot okay eli all right i'm gonna go the other way and uh take a peek i guess that's one two. i guess i have enough time to make all the way down this way Go the other way in the hallway and see, is there is there any other friends that might come and sneak up us on us quickly? Again, you can see there's another like other hallway with some blood scenes that goes down and kind of winds around to the side, as well as another what looks like door that's been ripped off its hinges, again, on stairs like leading down and then opening up kind of into another room. Wonderful. All right, well, I'll just venture back. Yeah, I don't think I want to go too far here. Now I'll just end the turn there. Come on back and... Hang out. Eli ends his turn. Riven. All right. I am going to... One, two, three, four, five. I am going to knock an arrow and then walk over into the hallway, kind of halfway between between where I was and where the door is, where Delana just hit herself in the face with a rusty nail. <laughs> it's yours for the taking. Okay. <laughs> I've already got a rusty nail. It's all yours. <laughs> All right, do I see anything past the barricade, or is it still pretty well built? Past the barricade, you can see kind of like light peeking through, some very dim light, and you can see kind of like figures moving around, and it's kind of like people in kind of hurried voices actively like pushing against the barricade as like the zombies keep like smacking up against it and trying to claw through it. Then I'm going to whirl around, and I'm going to fire an arrow at the zombie boy. All right, roll for that arrow. Six plus six is 12. That hits. Woo! Sinks into his back. Eight damage. All right, and that sinks into his back all the way up to the feathers. And that one Zambi, he is now thinking that you are more entertaining than just beating up against this table. That's great, but I am going to use my cunning action to hide. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Stir things up and then run away. Classic. Can I just press myself up against the wall and try and blend in? <laughs> <laughs> no. You need kind of something to like duck or like a curtain or... Hide behind that piece of wood that Delana pulled out. Hide in plain sight is like a special ability. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm just going to go... And I'm going to run over. <laughs> Make a move action. I'm going to run over here and try and hide on the other side of the staircase. Okay. And you just kind of bolt around the corner on that one. And you can see that staircase at the end is also like boarded up. All right. Yep. Just bolting around the corner and hiding by okay. being out of plain sight. <laughs> Very brave. You don't win any medals for lack of bravery, but you also don't get bitten. It's true. That's how it is. All right. That one's dead. It goes to Ingus. So Riven was the one with the torch, though, right? So that yeah, light but moved it's, with um, him. Probably worth noting that if I knocked an arrow and fired it, I dropped the torch. Okay. So the torch is just sitting right in front of the stairwell that has both the Terminator zombies. Okay, well, that's kind of where I need to go anyway. So I'm going to like move forward into that hallway and then slide to my right up against the wall. And then I'm going to look down into that hallway and I'm going to shoot my crossbow at the already injured naked zombie. Okay, roll for sure. That was a 13 plus something plus five. Yep, that, that hits. And that was a five total. Good job. As that bolt sinks into his chest, the zombie crumples to the ground. Bam. 
which gets the attention of this under, other zombie that like turns around. Oh god! And sees you. Hi! I'm gonna wave. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any other move left or bonus? Um, let's see how far I did move. That was like a 5, 10, 15, 20. So I could move five more feet. I'm going to slide one step closer to Delana and her sort of weird situation where she failed and has a nail in her head. So I'm just I'm just right next to Delana. So as you move closer to Delana, this one zombie that you just killed the one next to is going to come sprinting up the stairs and come at you and is going to try to, uh, try to grab your arm and bite into it. Hey... A one-armed Angus. One-armed Angus. Does a twenty hit? <laughs> yeah, my 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 AC is a thirteen, so of course. Okay, so it takes seven damage Ooh. as it bites like right into your wrist. Oh no! Roll my a, juggling arm. And roll a Constitution check. You said it was seven damage. Yep. I don't know if I'm gonna do well with this Constitution. Oh, I rolled a fifteen plus one. That might not be good enough. Uh, 16. Nope. That's pretty tall. That's, yep, so the zombie, like, you're able to, like, get your arm back from the zombie, and the bite mark looks, like, red instead of turning black, and it burns for just, like, a little bit, but then it just hurts like a bite now. Oh, my God. I'm really glad that none of you guys are going to die, but I'm going to be really sad if I'm the only one who dies. What makes you think that you're the only one that's going to die? <laughs> Aww. I thought you were going to say that you'd be sad if you don't get to chop off somebody's arm today. Also, yes. Again. <laughs> yeah, I did get to chop off someone's arm, and then I got to stab that arm to death. But to do it with a close personal friend, that's... Yeah, that's a the moment. The XP is probably worth it, though, right? Yeah, it usually is. <laughs> <laughs> and comes back to Daniel. Daniel quickly engages the zombie approaching Ingus and begins to give it the old one-two. Give the old punch. Yeah, the old one punch. Kia. Uh, what is that? That's a 15. It's a 15 plus numbers. I'm assuming that hits. Nope, that hits. 15 plus numbers for a damage of five. Five? The next amount. Oops, I threw the dice on the ground. Crunches some bones, but he's still <laughs> zombieing. Seven plus six to thirteen. That hits. Sure is. Ooh. Kiot. Oh no, that caddy wampus. Kiot. Three plus four is seven. Seven. And that's just enough to crumple him to the ground. Yeah, I give one to the gut, uh, like to the ribs, like, with the fist, and then with that momentum, I then turn the opposite direction and I kick his head off with my legs. <laughs> All right. And you boot his head right off his shoulders. I send pressure up to uh, his noggin, and I use my foot to release that pressure with my head against the noggin as I let blood shoot out from the top. Is there any chance that I can roll a dice to see if I can catch the head and then, like, like smash it on the ground, like, like what's that called? Spiking the ball? Is there? I, I want to just one one dice roll to see if I can catch that head. I and need spike to desecrate a body, is what he's saying, because he didn't get his chance earlier. Yeah, you're gonna use your attack of opportunity on a head flying roll past a you. Roll on your reaction to react and see if you can spike the head. Can I do it? Can I try? Roll a dex check. Okay, a dex check. See if your cat like reflexes can get that head as it comes flying off. It was a, a 16 plus 2, 18. Yes, so you just grab the head, which is pretty big in your halfling hands, and you're just going to smash it on the ground? Yeah, it's going to be like a straight down to the ground. <laughs> and like a pumpkin on the street. <laughs> Ooh. That's pretty graphic. 
Yeah, you got to desecrate a body. That's so lovely. Great. I think we just got to read it hard. <laughs> I hope so. I've been working for it, dude. Here's Gallagher a zombie. Sex call jokes made us NC-17 way back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. In the in the alternate storyline, my character teabags a dead body. Nice. That's right. <laughs> By alternate storyline, do you mean that it happened and you edited it out? No, the the crack. The crack episodes. Okay. Which I guess the audience will not have seen by this point in time. Riven has the torch, correct? No, I dropped it on the ground right in front of Eli. It's on the corner of the hallway Perfect. here. To say the point of, I don't know, like, uh, what is that? 5, 10, 15, 20. So about to there, that green blob is where potentially the, the 20 feet of good light is. And then 10 more feet away from that 20 feet is more. where we would see... 20 feet. Yeah, more. you can Sorry. you can see I, down the stairs, but dimly. That's fine. I would like to be able to see down those stairs. Okay. I mean, you could probably just grab that torch. You're real close to it, Daniel. I know, but now that I have assessed the situation of a dead zombie, Zambalam in front of me. Sorry. <laughs> Keep the rights where they belong. This Zambi. But yeah, I want to see what's down that way because that's a Zambi ran from there. Yeah. I want to make sure that there aren't any more that are going to sneak up on us. No, so it looks pretty clear. So as you look down the stairs, you can see there's obviously that dead zombie that's right in front of another what looks like kind of improvised barricade of like a really big like wooden table that's flipped up on its side and then like some other furniture that's stacked up back against it. And through the cracks in the furniture, you can see like dim torchlight from behind uh, the barricade. And you can see like some movement and you can hear kind of like some hushed voices kind of whispering to each other. Yeah, Daniel will yell, hey dudes, you not undead? <laughs> no, dude, a Perfect. feminine voice calls back. Yeah, and Daniel will approach the, the barricade and knock on it. I'm gonna stealth up to the barricade on my staircase and see if I can peek through the cracks. I'm gonna Damn. stealth check. That's a 16 plus six, 22. I'm very stealthy. Sneaky boy. You stealthily go down to that barricade. And as you peek through the cracks, you can tell that there's two people standing behind that barricade. Like right behind it or like in the middle of the room? Right behind it. Like basically right up against it. Mm. Ready to push back against zombies trying to push through. Do they look like they're wearing cleric robes or children of chaos uniforms? Looks like townsfolk in this case. Daniel's going to do the knock of the... Like the, the, the pattern of a knock. Not just like a, a, a regular like three knocked on a deal, but like the duh, 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 of like a knock. Like where you'd ring a doorbell at the end of the knock. You're like Red Robin. Exactly, exactly. He's going to play the Red Robin theme song on the, on the <laughs> thing. Unless it's copyrighted. At that point, he will play the Robin Red theme song, which is the critically <laughs> acclaimed diner and restaurant known throughout Havathas, Thax or whatever. <laughs> Was the original one in Los Angeles? Las Angeles is only known <laughs> for two things, zombies and beaches, apparently. So, <laughs> or vampires and beaches. Well, vampires like diners. You're right. They do love diners. <laughs> they like the coffee. Robin Red serves blood feast, obviously. They do. Yes, they do serve blood feast. They make sure to put some O positive in the, in the brew, in the, in the coffee brew. That's extra. That's canon now. <laughs> Let it be known. We're going to learn more about Los Angeles than, than we know about Habithax. <laughs> I know. The best bofus in its entire like surrounding area. So what happens <laughs> after Daniel knocks the Robin Red theme song? Okay. So that's <laughs> the password. No. So this 
The guys on the other side go, yum. Yum. <laughs> That's the correct response, yeah. And then the door opens magically. Do, 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 do. Zombies will never guess that. <laughs> but this female voice goes, Alistair, open up. It's not the dead. You hear, like, the table kind of, like, creak back and, like, on one of the corners kind of opens up. And the the voice goes, goes, get in, get in, get in. Uh, Daniel hurries in. And he hurries in. Oh, hell yeah. It basically looks like a really big, like, meeting room, even though a bunch of the tears are, or the tears, the chairs are tipped over um, and extremely dusty. So it looks like this room hasn't been used in a long time. But there's four people back here. Um, a couple of them look extremely beaten up. So it's three men and one woman looking like they, they're just kind of wearing, like, poor, like, peasants' clothes. And a couple of them have, like, really, like, heavy bloodstains on their clothes, and their clothes are kind of ripped up. I'm gonna knock the Robin Red theme song as well. <laughs> and then you hear kind of, like, a, a male voice as he, the other two guys on the other end that Ribbon's by see that Daniel has kind of been put through, and so they also open up their end, and Ribbon, you're able to get in. And it's a zombie! Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say, he got bit by the zombies. He's going to be one soon. (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. Don't let him lie to you. This is how they fuck us in the movies. (laughs) You get through, and then the woman that's just kind of like in peasant's clothes in front of you, she looks at you, and she goes, you weren't in the lab. Did you get out too? Yep. (laughs) Did you escape? Sure did. No, I was guarding the doors when I heard the commotion. What, What happened here? And she goes, they've been running experiments on people. Solomon has. What, what? Well, we woke up down here, and then Alistair luckily was able to was able to break us out. He was experimenting on you. Yes, us, and unfortunately, some other ones that had turned into those horrible monsters. He's experimenting with the roving death. Did did he infect you? She goes. Well, luckily not us, but unfortunately, with some of the other ones. Okay, I'm so I'm gonna say to these people, well, we killed the zombies. So if you want to leave, the way out is clear. And she goes. Did you see Finn? Did he get out? Who's Finn? So that was so she explains that was the that was the runner that they sent to go find help. Was he dressed in a guard's cloak? Yes. I saved his life. She goes, Oh, thank you. We we sent him to go get help. But he won't be juggling anytime soon. <laughs> oh no, but he's okay? In a manner of speaking. Kinda had to chop his arm off. <gasps> well as long as long as he lived, we didn't think he was gonna make be able to make it out alive. He'll probably live. But we had to send for help. He'll most likely live. I left him in good hands. And I I chopped off the bad arm and I murdered the bad arm. So you left him in good hand. You left him one good hand. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna push the barricade out of the way on the western staircase. I'm gonna grab the torch. I'm gonna come back and light the torch in this room and give it to him. And I'm gonna say, go south, take the first staircase get out of here and they go okay go south and okay we'll be able to find our way are there any more of those horrible monsters out there not that are still moving around okay we can do this wait before you go what does father solomon look like he's an old man with a like white beard and long white hair he doesn't really seem to take care of himself much though from what i've seen i woke up here about three days ago and i woke up in a cage is there anything else we should know? He used to be a man that did a lot of charity for the community for years and years and years. I know people that he's helped out with, and he was always good to the poor. But whatever he is now, he is a complete monster. He's been experimenting with the roving death. 
on people that he brought into his lab. I don't know what he's trying to find out, but he turned many good people into those horrible things. Oh, wait, I I can only lie right now. (laughs) But if you're asking questions, you're not lying or telling the truth, right? Yeah, but if I'm going to say something like, we're going to take care of him, that's not true. Well, it's true, so I can't say it. Or, you're going to be safe. That's something I can't say. Or, take the staircase to the south and you'll be able to get out of here. That's something I can't say. Or, your friend is safe and alive and I saved his life and he's definitely not dead. I can't say that. So everything you said so far is coming out in a really weird, jumbled, horrible way. Yeah. So they're like, oh, did you see our friend? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, is he alive? And I'm like, no. that's true is there anybody else that could like talk well did we follow you in Uh, probably i mean we haven't said so i think it's just me and daniel in here and so when i said we killed all the zombies what actually came out was there's a whole horde of zombies out there it's you really (laughs) shouldn't leave it's better if you stay here forever which isn't the worst thing to tell them i guess the town is (laughs) overrun stay here it's your only chance repopulate the world from inside this room oh no i tried guys i really was trying to be a good guy (laughs) someone else has got to take it from here because i'm like you're definitely gonna die (laughs) good luck well since we oh here devin's coming back i came back yeah yeah. welcome back Devin, while you were gone, I tried to reassure the people and tell them what was going on, but instead I told them that there's a whole horde of zombies, that their friend is dead. Oh, because you're lying the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel was just there, stone-faced and stone-cold. Yeah, you are technically the only other one that's in that room right now, so if you wanted to straighten it out, you could. (laughs) He's lying, is what Daniel will say. He's lying. Okay, the people in there are just very confused. And I'm going to look at them and say, I'm definitely not lying. Curses. He's totally lying. Uh, I I hold up, I point to my bandana, which is an obvious blue color, question mark. I think that's what color it is. And and I point to it and I say, what color is this, Riven? I'm going to say that's the most purple bandana I've ever seen in my whole life. He's lying. (laughs) It's also very green. Everyone kind of looks confusedly. It's some wacky curse. Don't worry about it. Whatever you said before is probably the opposite. Anyways, we killed zombies on the way. You're probably good to head out the way we came anyways, because it's probably safe. And this isn't a lie, because this bandana's blue, and... It's red. It's so red. You're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) They go, I don't know who you are, but thank you. No props. If you can, stop Solomon. Oh, we're gonna kill him hardcore. He used to be a good man, but... Yeah, yeah, don't worry. He's (laughs) he's a monster now. He's dead. Yeah, we're killing him. I'm gonna go, we're gonna snuggle with him. Lying. See? See what I mean, dudes? Riven, you. are you gonna kill Solomon? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss his mouth. <laughs> See, I knew that's what he'd say. He's lying. And the people confusedly start to kinda like inch their way like through the barricade and then start to find their way out. Yeah, and let them know that we're totally cool and helpful dudes. And then they see like a bloodied clown in the hallway as they step out <laughs> and a bunch of corpses. And I'm gonna shout after them, good luck not dying. That's not a lie. He didn't he didn't lie to them. Thank you. Nope. Wishing someone luck is not is not a uh, a lie or a fib, you know? And they make their way towards the stairs. And there's a secret hidden zombo who eats them all. Okay, and they're gonna make their way out. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. 
Not my biz. You've only helped the situation. Maybe not greatly. Remember, we're the good guys. That's what we keep telling ourselves. We at least did clear the hallway of zombies, so they are safer than they were before. Potentially. I did save their friend from dying. Yeah, and you chopped his arm off real nice like. This is a nice clean cut, too. They can suture it real good. Yeah, I don't remember you doing anything to stop him from bleeding Absolutely out. Absolutely yeah. not. No, he tried to leave the room as soon as possible, actually. That's what I remember the most. 100% not my problem. Yeah. Yeah, but Delana tried to drown him in the fountain, so I feel like I'm... Bathe and drown are two totally different things. Yeah, we have no proof that chopping off an arm stops the zombie, you know, infection. You'd have to do a random control trial and find out if it actually works. Tune in next time. (laughs) What a segue. (laughs) On that public service announcement. Is there like an amputation service out there that we could get sponsored by? Because I feel like I kind of rocked it. (laughs) (laughs) Saws are us. Just a van that drives around a windowless <laughs> Yeah, with it spray painted on the side. Blood dripping out the back. <laughs> every time you accelerate, there's more blood dripping out. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that pops out every single time looks increasingly more and more like strung out. And you're just like, yeah, dude, like we'll, we'll saw your arm off, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, they're going to collect so many arms. What are they going to do with them? You saw them on eBay. Someone will buy something for something, you know? You don't have an arm guy? If you don't have an arm guy, then you're getting in the wrong business. <laughs> Hook the amputation arm uh, amputation guys up with the arm guys, and you're good to go. Exactly. We'll, we'll be the middlemen in between those two industries. It's where the money is. Subscribe to our Patreon, arm guys. <laughs> a- and amputee guys. Let us know who you are. I think we should just go straight to OnlyFans. <laughs> I think those are called snuff films. and I think OnlyFans will get mad at us for that. If we weren't rated R before (laughs) We're rated X now I'm just picturing like you know when people pull away from their wedding And they've got like the cans dragging behind the car Put ours as arms Yeah (laughs) (laughs) That's terrifying How do we pull this together (laughs) So anyways guys tune in next time For more wacky and zany adventures Edit all that out. And body desecrations. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to Aaron. If she The last four hours, edit all out. <laughs> this never happened. We're going to start all the way over. No, we'll we'll make it work. We'll do some magic editing. Eric, did you have any any end cappy stuff? Do we do we do service to your uh, NPC interaction? I mean, I've got nothing too much to end with. Save with you can kind of hear the like, the nasal preachings of what sounds like a man echoing through uh, the other barricade that Delana was mightily trying to tear down. <laughs> That'll have to be investigated for next time. Thanks so much for joining us on another quest. Be sure to tune in next time to keep up with the continuing adventures of our crew. Will we get that amputation sponsorship or not? <laughs> uh, you can check out the video version of our adventures on YouTube, or you can listen to them as podcasts wherever podcasts are found. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Heads Must Roll on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>